0: presented by AT&T connecting changes everything
3: you're listening to Fox Sports Radio, Radio. Radio.
4: That's right, and we're broadcasting live from the TireRack.com studios. TireRack.com will help you get there with an unmatched selection, fast, free shipping, free real protection, and over 10000 recommended installers. TireRack.com. It's the way that tire buying should be. VJ, we got number 11, Notre Dame, 7, Duke Duke, nothing right now, 17th ranked team in the nation. We got all types of matchups going on right now. South Carolina, Tennessee, I believe that one's 7-3 to three right now. Joe Milton and the Tennessee Volunteers with the ball. LSU with Miss defense is optional in that one 31 to 28 with the fighting Lane Kiffins with the lead
5: over LSU. It's been a great Saturday of college football so far. It's been an awesome day of college football so far. But if I could just take like 30 seconds real quick to tell you guys why today is even more awesome, is today is the one year anniversary of the Martin and VJ show. This day last year, whoa, we were blessed by Mr. S. Double Up Top. Y'all know what I'm talking about. Who looked at two young light-skinned vanilla brothers that do what we do and say, you know what? Let's give these guys a show. So it's been a year, and I got something for everybody. I got gifts, man, to help commemorate this. So for you, first of all, homie. Oh, wow. That's for you, player. Oh. That's for you,
4: player. A bottle of Martinelli's that's Gold right. medal Sparkling Apple Grape Juice. Yeah, that's
5: right. There yeah. we go. Now, Lorena, Popping bottles tonight, that's baby. That's right. Lorena, what I tell you last week is the one thing that's off hands in my house in my refrigerator. The Martinelli's Apple Martin Juice. The Martinelli's Apple Juice. So if I'm bringing y'all the sparkling Martinelli's Apple Cider, and lets you know how much you mean to me. Lee, I got one for you. You were the first producer to ever work with me here. You are the first guy to open the door when I had to knock.
6: My man. Absolutely. Hey, Lee,
5: I got one for you, too, oh, Pippin.
6: <laughs> yes, sir.
5: I got one for you, too, man. So I just want to say, listen, I, I thank everybody here. I thank all our listeners. I sure I speak for my illustrious co-host here, Martin Weiss also. So we thank you guys, man, for helping us build this show, You know, interacting with us, listening, tuning in. So I just wanted to show you guys how much I appreciate everybody here. And there's more There's more gifts to come. So that, that was just, just to get the show started. I did not know that today is the one-year anniversary of the show. One-year anniversary, man. Look at that. Look at us, bro. One year, bro, just like that. I knew it was around this time. Just like, like that. Week
4: three or four of football season, but I had no idea when the actual anniversary
5: was. Yeah, look at us. How about us, huh? Yeah. Who would have thought? What who, is, what yeah. is Paul, what I know, know is that's, what, I, that's what I was what, trying
1: to do just now.
5: <laughs> hey, who would have thought? Not us. <laughs> who would have thought? Not us, right? We weren't, we're not supposed to be here. Not us. So thanks a lot, everybody out there that made this happen, man. And also thanks to God for giving us the opportunity, too. And also to segue out of that who would
4: have thought that Colorado would be 3 and 2 to start the year in the first 5 games because I'll be honest I didn't huh? I didn't and now that uh we I thought that, you know it was I didn't know what we were looking at when we saw Prime and Deion Sanders. I said Prime and Deion Sanders. That's the same person. <laughs> but when we saw Deion Sanders walk into Colorado and Colorado didn't even have the money to afford Deion Sanders when they signed the deal to make him the head coach and they're like oh, we'll figure it out. We'll figure it out. And, you know, <laughs> As somebody who has put things on credit before, we'll figure it out if not generally the best financial strategy. However Rick George I and mean, uh, Colorado seem to have a plan. And uh, in front of Jay-Z, Beyonce, apparently. I don't know who else was there. Obama. I don't know. The list was long. I'm being facetious about Obama. But if he was on the island in Colorado, <laughs> would you have been surprised? I wouldn't have. Nah. But uh, they were in for a show today, VJ, as uh, Caleb Williams for a while there had – just about the same amount of touchdowns as you did incompletions throughout the first maybe three quarters of the game. It was six incompletions to six touchdowns. But Colorado came back, made it respectable towards the end. 48-41 to 41 final score there, easily covering the 21.5 that they were underdogs. But did not, Colorado did not upset. That would have been their second straight win as a 21-point-or-more or, as a 21 point or more underdog, if they had been able to pull that one out. But they didn't. USC, major problems on
5: defense to me. Major problems. I took a lot from this football game. Number one, on the Colorado side, it shows that they, they had a guy... At the quarterback position, where's number two, who I've said outside of Ann Arbor is my favorite college football player this year? You talk about a kid that's just showing guts, showing moxie, being calm, not getting, you know, mad, pissed off, upset, snapping his chin strap and helmet, because his offensive line is atrocious. That offensive line is atrocious. Martin, you called that one before the season started. Week you one. thought they were, as, as, as I, if I could quote you, lighting the ass. They lighting the, the ass. They lighten the ass up front, and Martin said it. So, but it's starting to show. Gerard, Bailey, Van, B.B., Washington. These, these offensive linemen, these guys, and these are actually redshirt seniors, grad transfers. These are guys that have that have had playing time. And they, they have played before. You shouldn't be this bad when you have the ability of your quarterback to make plays for you. Also, too, I know Travis Hunter is not the reason why they lost to Oregon last week, but I believe he might have been the reason why they lost this game today. When you have a player like Travis Hunter that's that dominant and that good on the defensive side of the ball at the corner and slot corner and safety and rover can pretty much play where he wants to do what he wants to do, he shuts one half of the field down. You know what that does for everybody else? It makes their job a whole lot easier, what makes them look a whole lot better. These DBs that are out there right now look confused, they look lost, and receivers are running free. They're going to fix that, I believe, on the defensive side of the ball up front, too. They're going to fix that also, too. Quick sidebar, Marshawn Lloyd, South Carolina transfer, DeMatha High School, DMV in the building, WCAC Conference. Good running back they have for SC. On the flip side to SC, Martin, they got problems. They they have problems, bro. And and this could really show up against, uh, and, you know, when they have to go against Oregon, Washington State. Uh, Oregon State I'll pulls off you, an upstate last gonna, night over Utah. It's going
4: to show up against any team that can dominate the line of scrimmage. Yeah. Any team any time cuz here's the thing. Even though Caleb Williams had six uh incompletions and six touchdowns at a point throughout this game. USC's offense and it's a, it's a hallmark of Lincoln Riley's offense and it's something that you know I really want to develop this advanced stat. Any nerd out there who's like a big advanced statter, tweet me and let's talk about this. Because everybody's like, you can't run the ball. Like, running the ball. You got to throw it. It's more efficient. It's more efficient. Well, possessing the ball is such a major key mm-hmm. to, to winning games. Because when you have the ball, listen, the I know doesn't. this is football 101, <laughs> but the other team doesn't. Yeah. And if you have the ball and the other team doesn't, the other team literally cannot score. Now, if you turn it over, give it back to them, then sure, anything is possible. But if you have the ball, the other team can't score. I saw USC against Arizona State the, uh, Saturday night after our show last week. Mm-hmm. We go home. This guy, Scatterbow, yeah. is is running up and down that USC offense. Yeah. And Marshall and Lloyd, to your point, was running up and down uh, Arizona State. They could have handed the ball to Marshall Lloyd 25 times this game. He would have 225 yards rushing. Yep. I think that's probably what you would have seen had Travis Hunter been eligible. Maybe we don't see Caleb Williams with six touchdown passes, maybe three and more Marshawn Lloyd in there. I think, but the point is, USC can play that way offensively. But defensively, if Colorado had just a little bit more
5: yeah. in the trenches, yep. they would have been able to run the ball on them. Just a guy or two not even a complete offensive line. If they had just one lineman that they can really get behind and say, listen, we're going to run to your side, maul your guy, everybody else just come in and clean up, you can still gain three, four, five yards of carry. That sets up third and two. If you're getting five yards on first down, three yards on second down, that sets up third and three, third and two. They were in third and long all day long. And really quick to Shadir Sanders, and you guys know that's my guy, but I got to keep it a buck across the board. When your line's that bad, you can't compound things, too, by dropping your mechanics. And today I saw too many times where he drops and forgets his mechanics and he's trying to go on pure talent. That's when he throws the pick. The pick he throws is you he's can't make that. You can't. Sure. Yes, exactly. Why you're trying to lean to outside, you're outside of your frame. Quarterback coaches that tell so you got to stay in your frame. Your feet are gonna go tell you where the ball's gonna go. But if you're running to your right, and you got your shoulders turning. You're off your back foot. The ball went right to the defensive back. It was nowhere near the corner. You can't make that throw. You have to throw that ball away and live to play another down. And whenever he feels pressure. He doesn't step up or move left to right. It's way too much backpedaling. And when you're backpedaling, that tells me that's a kid that's got a strong arm and he feels like, I can even backpedal and still make this throw. Not against top-notch competition. No, you can't. So I would like to see Shadir Sanders really clean that up as the year goes on. Well, I found interesting out
4: of the Colorado side of this game is – I know a lot of people probably turned it off at halftime. I didn't. Also plus because I had Colorado plus 21 and a half. <laughs> so I was locked in. I was watching this whole thing. Like I, was, I wasn't I wasn't falling in love with the muddy line, but I was watching this whole thing, and I got them again live at plus 27 and a half. at your boy. But, no, so the thing that was impressive to me out of Colorado, right, you see them, they were on track to put up another stinker Right, they stunk against Oregon. Cross the board. Now, second half, Oregon come out thirty-five to six, and they only score another touchdown. Right, I think you know as much. Dan Landing was woofing, saying, "We're gonna take care of this day. Don't change the channel. We're gonna be locked in." You know, they, I think they kind of let up off the gas a little bit. Right. Yeah. But in this one, you saw guys who we have not seen before for this. Oh, Omari Miller. You heard of him before today? Outside of high school football, no freshman. Carmani McClain. The whole story about him was how come he's not playing? How come he's not playing? Where is he at? Do yep. you know? What you saw out of this was the third straight quarter, a third straight half of lackluster effort, I'd say, out of Colorado. And you know what Deion said? Come sit next to me, champ. Yep. I got dogs everywhere. Yep. I, I got dogs everywhere. Who wants to who play? Who wants to play? And you saw, like, to you me. You get in. <laughs> and I know, don't get me. I'm not trying to make some grand proclamation that Travis Hunter missing this game was a good thing. I think, obviously, when you have a player like that and his abilities, like, you want him on there. But do Carmani McLean and, and, and uh, Omarion Miller get the same type of run if Travis Hunter is out there. Because I think now you discovered something yep. in the second half of this game that now if you're a starter for Colorado in the defensive backfield, you know obviously Shiloh Sanders was hurt today. I imagine he'll be back there, especially when you just look at it, the way he plays the run from the safety position. He'll be back in there. Especially and the safety was
5: also out today. Too. I know that
4: he's Dion's least favorite child per his rankings, <laughs> but I imagine he's, you know, he saw the backfield too, and he ain't claiming none of them as his kids. But – I'm now. If I'm a starting quarterback who's putting up bad tape in the first half, I'm looking at Camarone McLean like, "Duh, that is run my spot." That competition in practice is going to be interesting, and I'm with him. I'm with Dion. This is the worst it's going to get. Now, it's worst it could be: is seven and five, six and six. And again, that is a incredible accomplishment
5: for a team that won one game last year. That's a huge accomplishment, and you can't take anything away from it. I still like eight wins for them because Utah showed me last night what they might truly be. I understand they're missing their quarterback. Yeah, their, they, injury, they, their they, injury reports longer than the CVS receipt. It happened. And you know what? Them CVS receipts, man, goodness gracious, I brought a humidifier the other night. <laughs> One humidifier. The, the receipt was three feet long. And I just looked at the lady. She's like, it's just a bunch of coupons and deals. I'm like, okay, cool. That's you you how be. long Utah's <laughs> injury report list is. Did you watch the game last night?
4: You yeah. watched the game last yeah, night? Yeah, I went back and watched they, last night. They had a uh, uh, – Britton Brown, the backup, got knocked out. Yep. My poor boy Nate Johnson was back there running around for his life. I was like, dang. They they had a
5: donut on the board for most of the game. They couldn't move the football and score. So they got problems without their quarterback there. But I still like eight for Colorado. I thought – you know, we talked about this. I thought Oregon and SC were going to be the two games that they – Probably wouldn't get. I would like to see him get one of them and just add more to the storyline because that's what we love in this business. But the the, the Jimmy's and Joes are gonna stand up at the end of the day. Dion knows he has moves. He's got to make guys. He's got to get in there. And like I said, and like you just said, when he came out in the second half, you can pretty much see that they were like, okay, you're out, you're out, get out. You can't get off coverage. A lot of two, a lot of uh, of Shadir Sanders scrambling and holding on to the ball is because receivers can't get off of coverage. If you can't get off of coverage, you get open. Open your rece- your quarterback's got to hold the football. But that change. Once my man Amarion, and as soon as I saw that name, I said, yeah, I understand his parents. They must have been definitely, Bro, I they definitely like, had him with wow, B2K. How when old B, am I? Think, yeah, when because that's the only reason why his name is Amarion. There's no other reason why the guy's name is Amarion, because of B2K. When you put the math together, it's like true freshman, 18, 19, yep, 18, 19 years ago, yep, that sounds about right. 106 in part, B2K, <laughs> killing it every day. But um, That's all I feel when I hear something like that, <laughs> yeah. is how old am I? I, I? Like, like <laughs> Brendan
4: Rice being Jerry Rice's son, exactly. playing Day. Yep. That didn't make me feel that old. Yep. You know what I'm saying? That really? really? Well, cause I you know, I was hey, I remember, Jerry. I remember Jerry from the Raiders. I'm thirty four. Oh, you know okay, what I'm yeah. saying? It's like and I obviously I know my history, but it's just like I wasn't watching Jerry Rice like that. But like seeing yeah, that that made me feel like like Deion Sanders being the coach, like seeing Shador Sanders, that made me feel old. Not yet. Know, okay. Deion Sanders to me was is an NFL network commentator. That's how I was introduced to Deion Sanders. Okay. You know what I'm saying? Like oh, as a wow. kid. Oh, wow. Oh, God. You know, like yeah, obviously wow. now yeah. I know my history. Yeah. But I, I never saw it. I didn't see it live. I wasn't watching it live. But i tell you what, watching a kid named Omarion and then the other thing. <laughs> other thing. They got they got a, a few. I think uh, USC's got a Kobe Bryant. And I know Seattle a has a Kobe, Kobe, Kobe Bryant. Bryant. Yeah, there's
5: a few Kobe Bryants I'm in football. I'm just like, dog.
4: Yeah. What? <laughs> I'm not supposed to be this
5: old yet kids named Kobe
4: Martin, why. Martin and VJ is brought to you by Progressive Insurance, Progressive makes bundling easy and affordable, get a multi policy discount by combining your motorcycle, RV boat, ATV and more all your protection in one place, bundle and save at Progressive.com, take another look around the college football scoreboard after this Martin and VJ, Fox Sports Radio
3: Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation, catch all of our shows at FoxSportsRadio.com
4: Martin and VJ coming to you live from the Tyrack.com studios on our year anniversary. If you want to join the conversation, hit us up on Twitter. I'm at Martin Weiss. VJ is at Big Vanilla Funny. And, of course, at Fox Sports Radio, we'll get to your tweets throughout the show. And if you're a football fan, be sure to tune in to Fox Sports Radio every Sunday morning beginning at 10 a.m. Eastern, 7 a.m. Pacific for Countdown to Kickoff, presented by BetMGM. Brian O and Jeff Schwartz, who just hosted the show before us, and professional better Bill Krakenberger will have you covered three hours before kickoff every Sunday morning. Listen to Countdown to Kickoff, presented by BetMGM, right here on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app vj we were talking a second ago about how i feel old right yep or i don't feel necessarily old because of some of the things that we've seen and some of the things we talked about this is something that makes me feel 100 percent old because i have no idea why everybody on twitter x whatever you want to call it is posting memes from the king of queens and kevin james you know, it's just like, have you seen this this yep. this phenomenon, right, of Kevin James being a meme? Uh, this is me fully admitting, hand up. Maybe I'm washed. I have no idea what this is about. But if I didn't see this in Bleacher Report, I would have thought this also was made up. The University of Maryland used Ke- a Kevin James meme on the scoreboard to try to distract the opposing
5: kicker today. <laughs> Did you see this? Actually, no, I didn't see that yet. Take a look at this. Take a look at this. I'm showing VJ the
4: picture right now. I'll tweet it out at Martin Weiss. But
5: if I didn't, if you didn't see that coming from a reputable news site, you would think that's made up. It looks, it, yeah, because it can look photoshopped, right? With these apps that they have out now, that's brilliant, though. I, I love it. I love it, man. That's brilliant. So Bennett that's James, King of Queens. That's show. your looking on Maryland football. Yeah. <laughs> Tylea tongue of Ilo, though, give you that.
4: He, hey, he's looking good. Legit. Uh, let's talk about this though, real quick. Mark Stoops and the Kentucky Wildcats beat Florida, and it wasn't close all game. Nope. And this is a sign, and this is an interest. I think it's a deeper message that we're going to see now in college football, especially when you consider the transfer portal and, and things of that nature. Because Michigan State's job is now open, right? Mm-hmm. Mark Stoops has developed something at Kentucky. They're f- uh, five and zero, oh, right? Uh, just beat Florida for the third time in a row. Mind you, VJ, this is a program in which lost to Florida for 31 straight times prior to this 3-0 stretch over the last three years. I thought it was the fourth. It's only the third? I believe it's the third okay. time in a row. All right. So now, I think what we the, the lesson to take from this, you could go to a Florida, you could go to a Texas, Who I mean, obviously the Texas number three team in the nation, but you can go to these big brand schools, mm-hmm. USC, whatever, but as you see this conference expansion, if you can build a player at your location at your smaller school, right? Kentucky's not a small school; historically, a basketball school is my point. If you can build something solid there, you got just as good as a shot as an LSU or an Ole Miss or you know one of these particular uh, traditional football schools, because. If you can run through your conference and win that thing, they have to they have to give it to you. Yeah. They have to respect you. Yeah. Right? Like Tennessee right now in a dogfight with South Carolina, fourteen to ten. Right? South Carolina's already got two losses. Kentucky, if they keep on winning, you can see yourself in a little championship game.
5: Almost kinda of like the way we were looking at talking about Alabama last week, where if some things happen and go right for the West, as uh Steve DeSager mentioned last week. We could see Alabama right back in the SEC championship game where we uh, have not quite written them off but just don't think that they're a championship are to me, Martin I don't think they're a college has not football written playoff. them off. Well, you haven't written them off outright, but you talk enough trash about Nick Saban for the last year that it feels like you've written them off without saying. I it. picked them to make the playoff this year, so go ahead if you want to consider that written off. Oh, I didn't know. Was, was that one of your four teams? We do this every week. I, no, no, no. We don't do this every week. We just did our four <laughs> no, teams. Like we a did month our four ago. teams, but then last
4: week I was like, okay, I picked I them to mint the playoff this okay. year. And You're like, did you do that? Okay. So and then you, the you week before them. I was My like, bad. I picked them to win the playoff this year. So yeah, we've done since we did our picks. But you know what? Real quick now, there's a ton of things going on at the bottom of the hour right now. ton of college football scores. Let's get to Steve DeSager a little bit early so that way we can have full time for Tyler Dragon. Our NFL guys got tons of stuff for him as well. But first... Steve DeSeger, what you got, my friend?
10: We got a seesaw game at 20th ranked Ole Miss. It's number 13, LSU oh, wow. in the lead, 35-34, four and a half minutes to go in the third quarter. LSU Tigers quarterback Jaden Daniels had three touchdown passes in the first half. He has one touchdown run as well. In fact, the quarterback has 10 carries, 93 yards rushing. Jackson Dart of Ole Miss, three touchdown passes in the first half. Each quarterback over 250 yards passing in the first two and a half half quarters of this game. It is not near over. 35-34. LSU leads late in the third at Ole Miss, which did not miss an extra point. It was a couple of uh field goals. That puts them one point behind LSU. As for Oregon, they've actually started out well in the third quarter at Stanford. The lead for the ninth-ranked Ducks up to 21 to 6 now early in the third. A game on FS1 at number 14 Oklahoma has the Sooners ahead of uh, Iowa State in the second quarter. 28 to 20 already. It's Notre Dame leading 10 nothing at Duke early in the second quarter. Tennessee at home now leads South Carolina early in the second. 14 to 10 in a half an hour. It'll be Alabama at Mississippi State in an hour and a half number 7 Washington at Arizona and in a couple hours the late game on FS1 for Fresno State ranked 25th will be hosting winless Nevada. Earlier number 1 Georgia needed a touchdown pass with 3 minutes left to win at Auburn 27-20. Tight end Brock Bowers was sensational in the second half and he had 8 receptions for the game 157 yards and the game winning 40 yard touchdown number 2 Michigan won 45 7 at Nebraska. Third round Texas 40-14 to over Kansas. Sixth-ranked Penn State also pulled away 41-13 at Northwestern. Eighth-ranked USC held on to win at Colorado 48-41. to Kentucky dominated at home against number 22 Florida 33-14 next Saturday night. Kentucky at Georgia. And Missouri, ranked 23rd, is undefeated after winning at Vanderbilt 38-21. to Raiders quarterback Jimmy Garoppolo will not play tomorrow. He's been in concussion protocol. He was limited in practice the last two days. Las Vegas has rookie quarterback Aiden O'Connell and veteran quarterback Brian Hoyer on the roster. The Raiders cut defensive end Chandler Jones. He was arrested this week for violation of a protection order for domestic violence he had yet to play this year. Chargers running back Austin Eckler with the bad ankle is doubtful for Sunday against the Raiders as is linebacker Joey Bosa and safety Derwin James. So defensive back J.C. Jackson will be active tomorrow. And Chargers center Corey Lindsley was placed on IR today due to a medical condition. Of course, wide receiver Mike Williams is already out for the season with a torn ACL. At golf's Ryder Cup, Europe leads the U.S. ten and a half to five and a half. Baseball: a ten-inning loss at home for Toronto. They still haven't clinched a playoff spot. Tampa Bay beat them seven-five in ten. The regular season schedule ends tomorrow. The Jays again can clinch a playoff berth with a loss by Seattle. That is one of the big games that is underway on Fox TV. Seattle hosting the Texas Rangers tonight. It's already Texas four nothing in the fourth. Texas Rangers have been slumping, but they would clinch the division title with a win and a Houston loss. Houston's in action at Arizona this evening. That is scoreless in the bottom of the second inning. Back to you.
4: Thanks, Steve. And uh, Martin and VJ coming to you live from the Tyrack.com studios. Without further ado, let's get my guy in here. He's at Twitter, at the Tyler Dragon. Tyler Dragon, NFL reporter for USA Today. Tyler, how the hell are you, pal? Oh, there we go.
11: <laughs>
4: <laughs> that's a great point i didn't even think about that I could, now uh, i guess we have seen we have seen a change in the tupac story as there's now been an arrest in his uh, in his murder case 30 years down the line imagine getting caught for something you did 30 years ago that was i mean goodness gracious but tyler how the hell are you my friend
11: Oh, I'm good. I mean, I'm, I'm always good if I get a Tupac intro, and it's a, it's a big week for Tupac fans. I mean, uh, with have uh, them catching a guy that was in the car during a, his uh, unfortunate murder, so it, it's a t- timely intro this week for a lot of Tupac fans. Justice has finally been served.
4: Justice has finally been served. We'll see how that plays out when he gets to court and all of that. But, Tyler, i got to ask you this because we already saw this play out already this week. The Detroit Lions went up to Lambeau and somehow sneakily have won the last three against the Packers. I mean, up front looked like they were just pushing the Packers' offensive and defensive lines around. Is this division now the Lions to lose? Which, by the way, sounds absolutely crazy as somebody who spent 10 years in Detroit. That now the Lions are the prohibitive favorites in the, in the NFC North.
11: Yeah, I mean, you're right. It is crazy. The Lions haven't won a division since 1993, I believe, and that's when the division was the NFC Central. So they have never won the NFC North. <laughs> so that's we're wild. still a long ways still a long ways away. But the Lions are off to a rousing start, and I do believe that they're the best team in the division. When I look at uh, the way they beat the Packers, uh, I mean, pretty much dominated in the whole game. The Packers made it respectable in the second half, but just the way they controlled the game, they were the more physical team and they just looked like a more athletic team too, uh, at Green Bay. So I, I do give them, um, you know, the best chance to win a division, especially when you look at how the Chicago Bears are playing and even the, and then even the Minnesota Vikings. Uh, Right now, yes. I I do think when it's all said and done, the Lions will win the NFC North for the first time in franchise history.
5: Tyler Dragon, V.J. Vernon Husky here, man. I want to stick with the Tupac theme and changes because I think a change may be coming tomorrow depending upon what the Miami Dolphins do up at Orchard Park. Two 3-0 teams, the number one offense across the field, across the board, excuse me, the number two defense for the Bills across the board, one for offense for the Dolphins, defense for the Bills. They don't meet again until week 17 to finish up the year down in South Beach. How big is this game? And if Miami goes up here, Gets this win, basically gets a two-game lead in the division and a one-game lead overall overall, in the head-to-head. Is there finally a change coming in the AFC East as the Dolphins division to lose from that point forward?
11: Miami has a chance to make a statement uh, tomorrow. If they go up and beat the Bills, uh, they will show the entire division that they are a force to be reckoned with and they're the team to beat. It's been the Bills division the last few seasons. They still have Stephon Diggs. They still have Josh Allen. Their defense is respectable. So, I mean, it's going to be tough. I actually did pick the Bills to win this game because I feel like the Bills are motivated from hearing everything about Miami, how they're the fastest team in football, and now the division is theirs. Now it's a new sheriff in town. So I have the Bills winning. However... I, it would not surprise me one bit if the Dolphins did go up in there and win that game. Uh, the Bills are a little bit dealing with injuries. Von Miller still isn't uh, back there, so uh, it, it's going to be tough. But I mean, Miami, yes, they, this is a statement game tomorrow if they go up there and win.
5: And also for Buffalo, Porter out, Poyer out excuse me, and Phillips yeah. out for the Dolphins. Last time Miami's been up there, 30 points both times. They go up there. I'm looking at 30 points again. So you're picking the Bills. Am I assuming you're looking at like 36, 33, 34, 31? They're both scoring over 30 tomorrow, right? Nah, I, I yeah. have
11: it a little bit lower than that. I have it uh 28 to 26 okay. bill. Yeah, if, if it gets into a track meet into the 30s, uh, that's a Miami uh, type of win. Uh, they're the team that can get up and down the field, can score fast, score in bunches, and you know have those explosive plays with Tyree Kill. And now you had Jalen Waddle back healthy, so the Bills don't want to get it uh, a game into their thirties. They want to slow it down a little bit, try to run the football. Miami's defense, Miami's defense is susceptible to uh, the run a little bit and milk the clock a little bit. So put, play the game at your tempo. And try to get that off, slow that offense down defensively.
4: Now, all of that track, meet speed, and explosive plays were on display last week as uh, Sean Payton went into Miami and got his ass kicked, Tyler. (laughs) His ass kicked. 50 point margin. Look. Sean Payton is making what, like uh, $15 million, $18 million a year for the next five. Russell Wilson's contract is what it is. This marriage, arranged marriage, is not breaking up no time soon unless, I mean, the pockets are deep for every NFL owner, but I mean, that's an expensive ticket to go ahead and say, I'm going to punt from this. What do you see coming out from this, this weekend coming up and building forward out of the Denver Broncos?
11: Well, the good thing for the Broncos is uh, they're playing the Chicago Bears this weekend. 2 and 0-3 teams, you would think somebody has to win the game Sunday unless it ends up in the tie. But that's probably <laughs> the best opponent for the Broncos, the Bears. <laughs> so if, if they can't win that game, I, it's definitely time to push the panic button. Whoever loses that game, they need to push the panic button because their season is pretty much over uh, before the, the quarterway mark. Ah Man, I, I said it uh, before, but I'll say it again. I really do believe this might be Russell Wilson's last season in Denver. Just the way he's been playing last week was a little bit better, but he's not Sean Payton's type of quarterback. Russell Wilson likes to improvise, likes to extend plays with his feet, and he plays off script a lot. Now, when you look at the type of quarterback that Sean Payton is used to, you have to go back to Drew Brees. Drew Brees was a machine in the pocket. He was unscripted, untimed, delivered the ball with accuracy and precision. Russell Wilson isn't like that. And Russell Wilson in Seattle, he was successful with you know improvising, extending plays with his feet, throwing those moon shots downfield every now and then when he got outside the pocket. That that is not the way. The Denver Broncos offense is designed to run with Sean Payton as the head coach, so I can see the Broncos moving on from Russell Wilson at the end of the season. Now, it's a could be considered a long shot, but if he keeps on playing the way he is, and there's not a tremendous amount of improvement, and the locker room doesn't rally behind him either, that, that there's something to be said with that too. If those two things don't come together. Fast in the hurry, I do think it's his last year.
4: I know this. If the Bears and the, uh, if, if the Bears and the Broncos tie, the NFL should just extend it and make them play until somebody wins. Make <laughs> them play until somebody wins.
11: <laughs> it, it, we might have to watch that game. That game might be popular too, just for comedic purposes, because <laughs> it, it's going to be a laugh for them all.
5: Tyler Dragon, NFL reporter for USA Today. The AFC North, man, I thought I had this division kind of figured out. I feel like I kind of still do, but here are the Browns and the Ravens tomorrow. This is a big game. Two one teams in this division. Uh, feels like that you can't afford to give these games up, especially – being that the Bengals haven't seemed to kind of come into form yet. What do you see out of this game tomorrow? I was totally shocked. I text my my, my partner, my co-host Martin here last Sunday. Like, what the hell happened in Baltimore with that Colts game and the Ravens f- dropping that game that way? And then you get the, the Titans going to Cleveland, and Cleveland completely just shuts them out and looks like a formidable football team. This is another game I got my eye on tomorrow, Tyler. Talk to me about this Ravens at the Browns.
11: I really do like the Browns' defense. They have one of the best defenses in football, especially uh, at the early portion of the season. And I want to put a whole bunch of stock in that uh, Ravens lost against the Colts last week. If if you look at their injury report, the Ravens are the walking wounded right now. And even uh, tomorrow's game, Odell Beckham Jr. is out. Rashad Bateman, two of their three best receivers. I mean, you you look at Marlon
5: Humphrey. Marlon Humphrey's out. out, yeah.
11: Yeah, so you have a lot of starting players, impact players, who are on, on the sideline in the street clothes or watching a game from home. And when they're on the field, they're going to make this team a whole lot better. And when the Ravens are healthy, I do believe that they're the best team in the ASC North. They went up there and proved it uh, when they played the uh, Bengals. They beat the Bengals, and that was when, with a lot of their players still sideline. So as long as they have Lamar Jackson, they'll have a chance, but that defense, for the Cleveland Browns. They they need a shout-out. They need the respect they deserve because they're balling this season. Uh, and that's why they're sitting here 2-1 and one in Week 4. All
4: right, Tyler, real quick. Are, are we really going to have to watch Brian Hoyer play this week, or is, <laughs> or is AOC going to get the start? Not the AOC in Congress. It's over Aiden O'Connell. Preseason legend out of Purdue.
11: Oh, man. So, they have... McDaniels has a decision to make. <laughs> I mean, uh, I can see O'Connell starting, but Probably Brian Hoyer just because he has familiarity and a system and he's more experienced, can go up and there in the road in Los Angeles and uh, try to win the game. Now, it's going to be a partial Raiders crowd, though. Uh, L.A., as you –
4: no, oh, big-time Raiders crowd. <laughs> <laughs>
11: yeah, as you two probably will know, is that there's a whole lot of Raiders fans here in Los Angeles. So, I mean, But that offense is going to leave a lot to be desired. I imagine they're going to run the football and try to establish a run with Josh Jacobs, but I don't think it's going to be enough to upset the Chargers. And the Chargers, they're battling their own injuries uh, as well on offense and defense. Derwin James is doubtful. Joey Bosa is is doubtful. So they have some injury concerns as well, but it's going to be tough sledding for the Raiders.
4: I know this. I I read this on Twitter from uh, football underscore film analysis. He tweeted and said that uh, starting Brian Hoyer is congruent with a guy kicking field goals down eight. But uh, (laughs) Tyler Dragon (laughs) is making much better decisions than that, and one of those is spending every Saturday with us around this time. Tyler, thanks for joining us, my friend.
11: Thanks for having me on. Have a good evening. All All right, man. Enjoy the games.
4: Coming up next, it's back, Uncle VJ's Corner. Martin and VJ, Fox Sports Radio.
3: Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live.
4: Martin and VJ coming to you live from the tireact.com studios. Without further ado, it's time for Uncle VJ's Corner.
3: All right, everybody gather around (laughs) it's that time of the week oh man it's that time of the day i've been telling y'all man you know what time it is yes it's time for everyone's favorite uncle (laughs) and you add the cherry on the top it's time for uncle vj's corner yes sir
5: as always, man. I'm so happy to be back. Welcome back to Uncle Vijay's Corner. I am your Uncle VJ Vernon Husky, the big vanilla funny man. We took a little time off because I didn't want to wear y'all out, so I had to find some new people to give the vanilla brother a sister of the ward of the week to. So we are back, man. Y'all come on over here and sit on the corner. Y'all know I'm always chilling over here on Vanilla Boulevard, a handsome drive. It's beautiful, man. It's only 70 degrees today. The hot and the heat went away, so we chilling out here, man. And I want to tell you guys a story about two people that I'm going to bring in today, man. The first one because it's football season. This young lady grabbed my attention because she obviously has been displaying the three C's it takes to be a vanilla brother sister of the week. You guys know being cool, calm, and collected. This young lady is from my home state in a city called the Plains, Virginia, which is right outside of a town called Urbana. Y'all know Urbana. Y'all know about Little Giants and Kevin O'Shea, a.k.a. Al Bunny, and his four touchdowns for Polk High. Yes, that Urbana, baby. But y'all didn't know about that, huh? She played at Christ Church School, where she was a letterman in varsity for basketball, lacrosse, and guess what else, ladies and gentlemen? Football. The reason why I'm bringing up this young lady at five foot six, 145 pounds, is because last week on September 23rd, 2023, she actually got into a college football game, Division Three, for the Shenandoah Hornets, rocking number 10, and she recorded herself a QB hurry. She was the first Division I woman to ever grace the field in college football. I thought that was dope, and I don't have no uh, no biasness when it comes to the uh, Vanilla Brother Sister of the Week. I give it to whoever is shining, but this one not new for her, man. She actually played strong safety in the Pro Division of the Women's Football Alliance for the DC Divas. I have another friend who plays for that team and don't know that, and in her five games there, she had 21 tackles, so she definitely likes to stick her nose in there, get it done. A little bit, cause a little ruckus and making some tackles. So shout out to her. And then the second guy, this one's close to my heart, ladies and gentlemen. I have a baby stepbrother back in Virginia from my step pops, Glenn Thomas, who had another son after he uh, divorced my mother, by the name of Gavin. My little stepbrother is now in college playing football. I'm so proud of him, man. He is playing for St. Francis PA University. They grabbed their first win today at Stonehill up in northeastern Massachusetts. Some of my old stomping grounds there. 15 to 10. He got his first start last week. 5'11", 335 pound junior defensive lineman, man. That's in our blood. We we thick over here in the Husky family, and we love to play football and go hunt the quarterback. So far this year, he's got six tackles, and he's rocking number 96, which ironically belongs to some of the great D tackles of all time. Y'all remember Clyde Simmons that played for the Cardinals, and also Big Cortez Kennedy, one of the best that the U has ever put out there. So, to my big Baby brother Gavin Thomas, and to the young lady Miss Haley Van Voorhees, the first woman for Division Three. My baby brother playing for St. Francis PA University got their first win today. Hey, they're one and one in the Northeastern Conference, sitting in third place. They got a chance to turn their season around. They're one and four right now. It's gonna get better for them. Young lady Miss Haley, my baby brother Gavin, what up, boy? Big brother V is proud of you. You too. Are the Vanilla Brother and the Vanilla Sister of the Week, 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 Week?
4: A scary moment in this Tennessee game as Brew McCoy comes across, makes a catch, and I don't know what that injury was, but it was gruesome. It's his foot was facing the wrong way okay yeah i don't want to say that yeah, I yeah it, yeah, it I'm was definitely it. one of those like i it's uh, skin crawl like oh goodness gracious yeah You're just hoping that he's all right like the movie saw it it was no yeah, it was the just, scenes are hard to watch. Look and he's being carted off now, it seems, and every Ooh. South Carolina players all on the field, Tennessee players all on the field. Six fifteen left in the second quarter here as fans look on and, and concern. And uh, that was a very scary moment in this Tennessee South Carolina game and hopefully Brew McCoy is able to make a full recovery. But I would be shocked to see him playing again today. Uh, when we come back we'll have more on the NFL, some of the games of the week. There's a battle for the AFC East, Martin
1: Just forget that. Look, listen to the Paulie and Tony Fusco Show on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
0: There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? Coming! And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card... Hey, this looks amazing. I'm so glad you made it
4: You got that right, and we're broadcasting live from the TireRack.com studios. TireRack.com. We'll help you get there with an unmatched selection, fast, free shipping, free road action protection, and over 10000 recommended installers. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. And, again, prayers up to Brew McCoy because that is one of the more gruesome injuries that you will see on a football field. Uh, it was – I mean, leg going, like, I'm not trying to overstate it. Like, he, his leg's twisted the wrong way, foot going the wrong direction. I don't know what they're saying on the broadcast, whether it's his knee, his ankle, whatever, but he will not be playing again today and will likely need a lot of surgery to get that thing fixed. So, prayers up to him. Let's move on to the NFL, though, VJ. Yes, sir. The National Football League. There is, uh, you know, I love the scheduling for this because almost every week there's a game of the week. Yeah. But this game of the week is actually a big-time matchup in division. AFC East, On I'd say not quite on the line, but for Buffalo, this would be your second AFC East loss in five weeks. Thanks to losing to Zach Wilson and Xavier Gibson and the New York Jets. And also, you got Miami coming off a 50-point margin of victory. Not in one game. I mean, I would say not in all season. Just in one game, fifty one game. points in one game, like seventy burger. Like if I told you through five weeks, Miami's margin of victory was fifty points, you'd be like, oh, you know, this, yeah. they're, they're beating teams by you know, mm-hmm. uh, you know, two touchdowns here, yep. you know, touchdown there, average out to ten points, it's pretty good. Yep. No, 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 70. <laughs> 7-0. <laughs> you know the Gami? You know this the, the agami thing that comes out whenever you have an, a a new original score yep. in, in football. It only goes up to 71 because they never intended that people were going to score 80 points in a game. You only get like, what, you get like maybe 65 offensive plays, seven possessions, seven possessions a game if everything goes right, no turnovers, nothing like that. They score
5: 70 points. Ten touchdowns. It's incredible. Ten touchdowns. It was incredible. But, you know, I love the way that they attacked it, and I attacked it the exact same way. It was fun to watch, but I've had my eye on this Buffalo game ever since the schedule came out. I wanted to see when we played Buffalo. I know we're going to own the bum-ass Jets. I know we're going to own the cheating Patriots. I'm not worried about them two teams. The only team that that concerns any real level-minded Miami Dolphin fan like I am is the Buffalo games. When do we play Buffalo? When do we play these other bums that we're going to scrape? It's not We're going to beat them. I'm not worried about that. When do we play the Buffalo Bills? Because this has been their division. No argument there. They've had the probably the best player in the division. No argument there. But this is a year that I Just felt like.
4: W- w- last year, no. I think the best player in the division is Tyreek. Oh, you're,
5: well, right now, yeah. but I've Had. They, they've had. Josh even, Allen. Even last year. King, Tyree, Tyree, last year I, okay, I'll I give you that. I think the best player in the division Okay, is no King. problem. Before last year, uh, Josh Allen could have been tagged the best player in the division. And Miami's got to go up there and do it. This is it. You got to go up there and do it. There's no cold weather. This is a September game. It's not for the division, but I think it puts a stranglehold. This early, yes, in the division. Buffalo doesn't see another division opponent after this. until New England on the 22nd. And then they see the Jets again on November 19th. So this is a big game for the Dolphins and for Buffalo. I do think it's still a bigger game for my beloved Miami Dolphins because we haven't gone up there in a while. It's like one in twelve in the last thirteen trips up there hasn't gone well up there in a while. Last year, both times scored over thirty, put points up, and had to do it uh, this in the playoff game with a third string rookie, six round draft pick quarterback. But I think Miami's really prime. I see the spread is close at two and a half. Vegas knows this game is coming down the clutch. I disagree with Mister Tyler Dragon. I think this is a shootout. I don't think this is in the twenties. I think it's in the thirties that would give. off have too would give the Dolphins three straight trips up there, where they put up thirty points. But I just don't think Buffalo's defense is that stout, especially now that Poyer's out of the safety position. Good luck, good luck missing defensive backs. I think that's the one position you don't want to miss here. I think Dolphins go up here and handle business and put the and put the rest of the league, including the defending Super Bowl champion Kansas City Chiefs, on notice. I just don't see this offense falling off. They're first across the board. They're first in points. They're first in yards. They're first in passing. They're first in rushing. They're moving the football, and I think that continues tomorrow.
4: The only thing that uh, we've seen Miami struggle with, really, is quarterback health. Right, so far in, that's it. In the in the Mike McDaniel era yep. of the Dolphins, right now defensively, it's been I think about middle of the pack, which is yes, uh, which is fine. If you're gonna p- score with the impunity, thirty-five that points the Dolphins Sunday, have yeah. been scoring like th- th- so. It's fine if your defense is giving up three touchdowns. Yep. If you're gonna score five, yeah. that that, <laughs> that that that's okay. Yep. We'll deal with it. We can eat that. But the dude, the thing that I do find interesting about this Miami team and about this Buffalo team is that we've seen these matchups last few, and we've seen Buffalo be able to limit Tyreek and limit some of the big plays. And the other thing about Buffalo. That I think we'll see really what this should be. This front seven is heavily invested in. This front seven is had uh, linebackers have all types of interceptions, but I'm talking about the defensive line in particular because Tua has not been hit this year. Sacked once. Sacked once. We're in week four. Sacked once. Yeah. And, and hit less than 10 times as far as quarterback like five, hits. I think it's five. Right? Oh, five so, or six, yeah. So let's think about that. Through four weeks of contests, right, Tua has been hit six total times.
5: That's the key to Miami's offense, in Absolutely. my opinion. Yeah, no. You're exactly right. And and, and when you watch this offense, too, it, they haven't even hit their stride. And, and they've said this. They're telling us the touchdown pass to Tariq to start the game last week, Tariq runs the wrong route. They come out during the week and say, "Yeah, I, that was my fault, man. But this is just how good Tua is holding the ball, looking off rece- looking off defensive backs, looking off safeties. I actually ran the wrong route." They ran the wrong route and he still caught the ball, outran the angle and jumped into the crowd, jumped into the bleachers, into the VIP seats and was partying with the crowd. I, I'm telling you guys, this offense, it's its going to get scarier because they're just getting a hold of what Mike McDaniel wants. The health of Tua is the big elephant in the room. We all know that. But I think they took the right precautions by having him take his jiu-jitsu to learn how to fall. And you tell the offensive line, look. We can't get this guy hurt. You have to do everything possible. And I'll take a minute to salute the offensive line because they haven't gotten the proper credit, and nobody's banged on them more than me. No one's talked trash about the Dolphins' offensive line more than I have over the last decade. This is nothing new to me. Every year I'm just like, well, tell me what the line's going to be, and I'll tell you what Dolphins are going to be. Just give, tell me what the offensive line's going to be. This line's playing great. They found a combination. They got a new offensive line coach in there. They got some new coaches in there, a new scheme to work with these guys. The, the, the running the – running, game scheme that Mike McDaniel has put in place. It's zone blocking. It's not hard. Block down left, block down right. Running back, get ball, see hole, make one cut, go. That's the running game. And then now Devon A-Chain, you add this guy to the mix, the top five fastest top speed runners, ball carriers this year in the NFL, guess what team all five play for? The Miami Dolphins, where there's 23 miles an hour, 22 miles an hour, 21, you know these advanced stat type things. Something popped up the other day and I looked at it. Wow. The top five fastest? It's a track meet up there on that turf, man, with no bad weather, no cold weather. I wouldn't be surprised, Martin. Seriously, if Miami went up here and won by 10. It wouldn't surprise me. This offense does look that good. And you talk about that D line Buffalo that Buffalo has, it is good. But they're not all there. They're not all healthy. Von Miller's still not there. Poyer, they're all pro safeties out tomorrow. That's a missing piece. And I actually think that's going to be a plus for the Buffalo Bills. Why? Uh, the backup runs better. No, I can't. No,
4: goodness. Now I'm blanking on his name. Um, um, but the guy who's going to be starting, not Demar Hamlin, but the guy who's going to Demar Hamlin's active. Yeah, he's that's active. That's the first popped in my head. But the backup for the Buffalo, he's he's got
5: more speed than Poyer does. Okay, well he's going to. I hope he need he's going to need it tomorrow. Because And also Waddle's back, too. Waddle missed the concussion week. I get it. But, hey, that's the week his body got the rest. That's a week he didn't have to play. Those are fresh legs. It's only week four. Those are fresh legs that's going to be out there. I, I just think – I'm serious, man. I'm not being a fan here. We did the show live when they went up to Buffalo on that Saturday night in a NFL Network Rapp. game. Taylor Rapp. Oh, Taylor Rapp. Okay. Yeah, Taylor Rapp does have speed. He's, yeah, Taylor Rapp does got some Jets. Fast and employer. But uh, we did the show when they were up there, and, and I picked Buffalo live on air, and everybody was in shock. It's like, I got to I gotta keep it real. I've never seen them go up there in cold weather and win. Maybe once or twice in my entire life being a Dolphin fan. This isn't cold weather. They expect to be a, cloud, a, a clear sky, beautiful day up there tomorrow and with no weather and no and no you know inclement conditions I think this offense man just keeps on humming I like I like 41 to 34 31 34 somewhere I think my aim is gonna go put up 30 plus tomorrow it's not gonna be it's not going that's part's not a question to me
4: yeah no I think we're looking at a game in the 20s I'm, I'm with Tyler on this one I feel I, you you know it's, and it's maybe it's just the old-school gambler in me in that yo this team just won by 50 they're gonna lose next week like you know everybody's gonna Ugh. be rush, rushing to bet miami Ugh. rushing to pick miami and it's just the way that the league works it's up down theory you know what i'm saying yeah, in terms of that regard and i'm gonna you know, i'm all over the broncos against the bears too you know just real quick let's update some college football as duke misses a field goal 10 nothing notre dame still duke's been in the red zone but not able to capitalize lsu 48 Ole miss 40 they uh LSU just scored a touchdown there. That just was reviewed and stood. And uh, Spantler-Rattler just threw a pick six to
5: Tennessee to take a 24-10 to lead over South Carolina going into the half. And Classy we were- Ole Miss fans throwing bottles and cans and stuff onto the field right now, too, with 834 left in the game. Why? Like, why? It's only an eight-point game, 834 left. Why are you guys throwing stuff onto the field? And this Duke game too. Isn't that his second missed field goal? If I'm not mistaken, he already missed another one. Missed the second one there, so they're pretty much letting Notre Dame have this one. There's a blue
4: moon under the full moon down there at, uh, at uh, Hottie Toddy. LSU. Steve just popped in my ear and said the reason why is because they disagree with the touchdown call. Apparently, it was a questionable outcome when then the referees ended up giving it the touchdown to LSU. Oh, okay. So that's you know, I guess that's a lot of stuff. Look the out. quickest way to <laughs> express your displeasure is by throwing things. Mm-hmm. This country needs a lesson in decorum. Steve, we got to bring back shame. We got to bring back shame. Yeah, seriously. Seriously. Something happened. You know, everybody was locked in the house for for two, three years. And after after you animals got out. I mean after you animals got out you start throwing things at people like like concerts concerts people can't go all of a sudden they don't play the song you like they're throwing stuff on they're the, throwing at the artists the artist. they're
5: throwing stuff at football games you know what you people go back inside if that's how you want to act yeah, public stuff, behavior exactly yeah the fighting is what's really getting me at football games this is it's, and I'm, there's always been and maybe we just see it more Steve, now because everybody's got a phone and everybody's got a camera but it just feels like now with phones and cameras people want to do so they can get, in, you know, recognition, I guess you could call it that, is a is a, is a a really bad drug on social media. But these fights and crowds at football games where people are getting into fights that have nothing to do with the initial argument that breaks out. But you're in a crowd of people, next thing you know, everybody is swinging and stuff, See bro. Seen that at
10: Rams games multiple times.
5: That's and, crazy. And That's... here's
4: the thing about the fighting. It'd be one thing. If, I, if you if you saw the videos, and 10 out of 10 times, it was, you know, a Raiders jersey and a 49ers jersey. Oh, yeah, yeah. No, no, no. Yeah. No, no, no. Yeah. We're all cheering for the same team. We're <laughs> supposed to be on the same side here most of the time. You'll see two jerks, somebody wearing a Joe Montana and the other guy wearing a Nick Bosa. That'll be the difference. It'll be the, a generation gap in terms of who's fighting. Or you'll see, like, a, a Dan Fouts and a Justin Herbert jersey, but they're still going at it. It's just, like, y'all supposed yeah. to be on the
5: same side. Yeah.
4: Where's your conflict resolution?
5: Yeah, that's called that's called too much alcohol. That's what that's called. What's also really alarming is you watch these fights and you see security show up and they stand and watch. They like my idea my, my thought is okay, where are the police. Like, not security, because I get it. Like, listen, for $21.50 an hour, I don't know if I'm getting in the middle of Big Jojo and Joker. Okay. I don't know if I'm getting in the middle between Jesus and Raheem. I might let them scrap too. But I know I go to pro sporting events. There's police officers all over the place. No one's gonna come in there and show their just show up with your uniform. I'm pretty sure, it. Hey, hey, the cops, the cops, the cops, chill, everybody chill, everybody chill. The cops are here. No, no, here's you know VJ, the security guard. Yep, we're gonna keep scrapping.
4: I mean, I feel like a security guard at a, at a football game is is almost akin to like a flight attendant. Like the the the
10: the, the, the I, thought, rain- I thought you were gonna say wrestling referee.
4: <laughs> no, it's just the reins in which that you expect them to really get involved should vary. You know what I'm saying? It's like do you expect the flight? Like you expect the flight attendant to bring you some coke or a sprite yeah. if you want to drink but do you expect the flight attendant to like come t- to your seat and walk you to the bathroom mm. no. no no you know it's it's out of the realm of what they're supposed to do yeah. you know what i'm saying do you expect the flight attendant to let you know hey you know what the bathroom's open no that's your job you exactly. got to look up and see the bathrooms open and then wait in line maybe. You know, do they have to talk to you when you're back there if they're feeling that way, right? No. <laughs> you know, so That's kind of how I'm moving to security at a sporting event. Like, yes, I expect you to tell me where Section 112 is. That's right. about it. Uh, but like, and That's I expect that if I text, hey, see something, say something. I text four one seven one four, be like, yo, the big vanilla guy next to me is acting insufferable, <laughs> hey, <laughs> right? Hey. Then I would expect security to be there within about a fifteen minute radius to come here and say, hey, you big fella, relax a little bit. But like, you know, if, if me and you are going at it and it's Hagler Hearns in the 10th round, I don't necessarily have the biggest problem with my man making $25 an hour
5: letting us figure it out yeah. and then separating everybody. Because that's what I'm going to do. I'm going to let y'all figure it out. The one time I saw police intervening at an SC game, I was at an SC Colorado game maybe three or four years ago before COVID, and some uh, students were getting unruly with just regular uh, fans that were there. And trust me, when that cop came down them stairs, it changed it, the whole mood within a group of about 20 people. The whole And he was by himself. He ain't had nobody with him. Homie just came down to study. He was a big cop. And he just like, hey, everybody, you guys want to get it? You guys want to leave? And everybody's like, "No, no, we're cool, dude." And I my, my smart ass. I'm like, "Nah, you weren't cool 5 minutes ago. Now the popo was here, now you cool." Yeah, whatever. But that's
4: why I watch at home. Coming up next, we go from uh, two of the top teams in the NFL to two of the worst teams in the NFL. Loser goes home match? I think so. Martin and VJ brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Progressive makes bundling easy and affordable. Get a multi policy discount by combining your motorcycle, RV, boat, ATV, and more. That's a lot of ways to get around. All your protection in one place. Bundle and save at Progressive.com.
3: Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at FoxSportsRadio.com.
4: Martin and VJ coming to you live from the tire rack.com studios. You can hit us up on Twitter. I'm at Martin Weiss and VJ is at the big vanilla Funding, And of course at Fox sports radio to be able to join the conversation. I promise we'll make up good on some of those tweets coming up. Just probably at the bottom of the hour here. At the end of your first year, discover credit cards automatically double all the cash back you've earned. That's right. Everything you've earned doubled. Seriously. See all, see the terms and check it out for yourself at discover.com slash match. well, Last week, VJ, we had a loser leaves town match between the Chargers and the Vikings. The Vikings lost after Kirk Cousins said, "I don't know what the play is." When the rest (laughs) of America is yelling, "Spike the ball!" Spike the ball! Spike the ball! Kirk Cousins said, "I don't know what to do." You know, if he had just, you know, that's why they need to pipe me into the stadium. Then I would, nobody would ever make a bad coaching decision if that was the case. But right now. If that was Loser Lee's home, this one is Loser Leaves the Planet. As the Bears 0-4, the Broncos 0-4, both of them and I mean Bears and a rookie, not rookie quarterback, but for rookie QB deal with Justin Fields and Matt Eberflus in his career three wins three wins. And Sean Payton 0 3 so far, I mean yeah, 0 3 to so far to start his career. Yep. Or start his career as a Denver Bronco. But again, a fifty point
5: margin in the last game he coached. Yeah, you already know how I feel about Sean Payton. So I'm going with the Bears on this. I think the Bears are going to win this game. I think Denver is really that bad. They have the league's worst defense, and I know that might come from that one game, but they quit on him last week. And this is something I don't think I talked about enough this week. You watch sports long enough, as we all have that do this in this business, you can tell when guys quit. Now, it's shameful because you're a pro athlete. You should never quit. In my opinion, athlete, Period. You should never quit. You you play until the game is over. You play until the fat lady sings. You play until zero zero zero. Whatever cliche you want to use, you play until that moment arrives. You don't quit and give up because I listen. I'll be real. The last two touchdowns that Miami did score, just watch, guys. Guys are just they're half assing it. They're not really trying to wrap up. They're not trying to get there and make a play. They quit on their head coach. When you have quit on your head coach, season. Over. We're talking about the Cards being the worst team, or the Texans being the worst team, or the Raiders might be in the worst team, or even the Bears. The worst team in football is the Broncos. They have the worst scenario right now. They're not going to beat the the Chargers. They're not going to be better than them. They're going to get dog walked by the Chiefs when they finally see the Chiefs. They have a quarterback that's done, they have a coach that I think is severely overrated. And they just have a bad situation right now, man. I'll take the Bears tomorrow because I just think at least the Bears have the best player in the game, which I think is Justin Fields. He's he's probably the best player in the game tomorrow. And I think he'll make enough plays, hopefully, so I don't look stupid on Monday. But give me the Bears thing. Martin, honestly, the, the Broncos are done. We're talking about all these other teams, Caleb Williams. Dog, Caleb might end up in mile high next year. That's how bad – this can go on how fast, and go. this is going to age like milk. You, you, you said something yourself uh, about the backup there, the endeavor that's making a certain amount of money. Jared Stidham, five exactly. Years. I mean, five million over five two, million, which 10 million, means $10 eventually million contract over the next two years, man, which means eventually they're probably going to him soon.
4: Well, it's just you don't pay a backup quarterback that much money unless uh, you plan on you plan on seeing him play. Yep. Uh, or you, at least you're uh, A-OK with seeing him play. Like you, like the Raiders, for example, Brian Horry ain't making that. No. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like Brian is Horry ain't making no make, $5 million. Is any yes, backup making yes, that? there are. Is I there looked some, it up. Okay. Like Teddy Bridgewater's up there, but there, there's some guys oh, that wow. you're up there in terms of their their backup quarterback salaries. But but uh, Jared Stidham is one guy we saw play. to end last season the guy we saw actively you know essentially get active uh throughout the season last year but the fighting war eagles that game was 21 to 10 when Cortland Sutton and you know what shout out to Javon Holland because that dude's a star yeah but Cortland Sutton got the ball punched out twice by Javon Holland and it rolled out of control I'm not about to sit up here and say that the Denver Broncos didn't quit because I don't know how you give up 70 points and don't quit like I don't know if like that's 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 East the- Carolina versus Alabama type stuff, right? That's you know, that's That's a know, college score. Yeah, that, that's a college score. That's directional school versus powerhouse. Yeah. Uh in terms of that type of score. But I just First of all, you keep saying Sean Payton's overrated. I would just like to know about what metric it is, whether it's regular we've season wins. Through, no, 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 we've no, been through that. Whether it's I, regular we, season you know, wins, whether it's regular season wins where he's top 10, playoff wins where he's top 10, career length, which he's in the top 15. So I don't know what the overrating would be there. Maybe he should have stayed retired. You know, that's, not, that's a different conversation in general. But when Sean Payton is done, he will be walking into Canton. But – That's neither for here or now, because at the end of your first year, Discover credit cards automatically double all the cash back (laughs) you've earned. That's right. Everything you've earned doubled. Seriously, see terms and check it out for yourself at discover.com slash match. Let's take a look into Steve DeSager. Steve, is LSU and Ole Miss playing basketball or football right now? I'm trying to figure that one out.
10: (laughs) Uh, Ole Miss basketball, 47 points. I'm not so sure about that. It's LSU. (laughs) LSU leading 49-47 at Mississippi. Each team ranked in the top 20 this week. We have about 245 left in the game. LSU with the ball in the lead, but they're just punting it away, needless to say, from the start. It's been an offensive juggernaut of a game. Jaden Daniels up to four touchdown passes and a touchdown run for LSU. In fact, the quarterback on the ground has 14 carries, 97 yards. Jackson Dart had three touchdown passes first half for Ole Miss. He has a touchdown run tonight as well. Ninth-ranked Oregon was trailing 3-0 at Stanford after the first quarter. It's now Oregon 42-6 in the lead with about four minutes to go. Nothing but points at Oklahoma on FS1. They just started the third quarter. It's Sooners 46-20 over Iowa State. Halftime, Notre Dame leads at Duke in a top-20 matchup, 10-0. Halftime at Tennessee, Vols 24-10 over South Carolina. And Alabama scoreless in the first quarter at Mississippi State. Coming up in a half an hour, Number 7 Washington at Arizona. And the late game in an hour on FS one. Undefeated. And number 25, Fresno State is hosting Nevada. By the way, Air Force in the Mountain West trying to go to 5-0. Leads at the half against San Diego State 21 to 10. Iowa's playing an Iowa type of game. They were up 10-9. They've just given up a touchdown on a fumble return. So Michigan State now leads at Iowa 16 to 10 early in the third quarter. And in a battle of one and three teams at Virginia Tech, Hokies have just scored extra point. It'll make at 21-7 over Pitt in the final seconds of the second quarter. Number one, Georgia needed a touchdown pass to win at Auburn. That TD with about three minutes left. 27-20 Georgia the final, even though Auburn did have over 200 yards rushing. Number two, Michigan, a 45-7 winner at Nebraska. Nebraska had a late 74-yard touchdown run, but before that, 20 carries, just 32 yards rushing as a team at home. Number three, Texas was facing Kansas. Longhorn's late third quarter led only 20 to 14. 40 to 14 the final. Sixth ranked Penn State was tied at Northwestern 10-10 in the third quarter. Penn State 41-13 that score. And number eight USC held on to win at Colorado 48-41. Caleb Williams six touchdown passes. Kentucky and Missouri with victories. Raiders quarterback Jimmy Garoppolo will not play tomorrow. He's been in concussion protocol. Giants running back Saquon Barkley doubtful for Monday night against Seattle. By the way, on Fox TV Sunday in the NFL, New England at Dallas for most of the country, 425 p.m. Eastern Time. The West Coast gets San Francisco at Arizona tomorrow. At Golf's Ryder Cup, Europe leads the U.S. 10.5 to 5.5 and it's the final weekend of the regular season in Major League Baseball. Toronto lost in 10 innings at home, 7-5 to Tampa Bay. The Jays again can clinch a playoff berth with a loss by Seattle and the Mariners are getting shut out. This is on Fox TV tonight. Rangers 5 nothing leaders at Seattle in the top of the 7th. Texas would clinch the division with a win and a Houston loss tonight. Houston's up one nothing at Arizona in the bottom of the fifth. The Reds are losing 11-5 at St. Louis in the bottom of the sixth. Also, the Cubs blew an early 6-0 lead, but they're back in the league. Cubs 10-6 leaders at Milwaukee in the top of the seventh. And finally, for the Marlins, it's win and you're in tonight. Marlins are winning 6-3 at Pittsburgh in the bottom of the eighth inning. Thursday night's Marlins at Mets game was suspended by rain in the top of the ninth maybe they won't have to go to new york and make that or finish up that game on monday we do know tomorrow all the mlb games will start at 3 p.m eastern time to finish the slate the postseason begins on tuesday that includes tuesday home games for milwaukee and philadelphia in the national league back to you
4: Thanks, Steve. And without further ado, let's get my guy in here, Demarjay Morris. Martin and Vijay coming to you live from the Tirec.com studios. Demarjay Morris coming to you from MLBBro.com, where he is a content reporter. Demarjay, how the hell are you today?
12: My guys, I'm doing great. How
3: y'all
4: doing today? I'm doing well. And I know VJ asked ask you about the Rangers in just a minute. And I know the postseason is upon us. But Demarjay, I have to take the second right now at the top of this segment here. Miguel Cabrera played his last game as a Detroit Tiger, and the, like the celebration was incredible, especially for a team that had his – I mean, they didn't, they're not doing anything in the postseason, didn't qualify, won't qualify. But I uh, had this best finish since 2016. Miguel Cabrera, multiple doubles in his last homestand. And uh, just take a second to talk about who I have as the greatest right-handed hitter of my lifetime. My lifetime, by the way.
12: Uh, it's just great to see him go out with a bang, like you said, the multiple uh, double hits, and uh, just had a great career. Uh, one of the greatest hitters of all time. It was good to see the the love that he got throughout the league. Uh, I love the cleats that he got. They hooked him up with some dope cleats. I believe they were made out of uh, baseballs from different uh, moments of his career. Oh wow! So that was super dope. Uh, way better than that bottle of wine. I forgot who gave him that. But that way was better the better Oakland that. A's,
4: a ninety dollar yeah, bottle of wine for Cabrera? It's like Come somebody on, stopped their rounds on the way up. Come on, man.
12: But, yeah, definitely got to show love to Mickey, man. Just, like I said, one of the greatest of all time. He's definitely going to be missed. But it was a pleasure. It was an absolute pleasure to watch him. And we're definitely going to miss him for sure.
5: I'm sorry to throw this curveball at you, DeMarJay, because Martin just knew I was going to ask about my Rangers, but I don't have to. We're up 5 nothing right now in the top of the sixth, seventh. Looks like we're going to go ahead and finish this bad thing, this bad boy off right here. So I want to swing to your squad, man, because there's been some stories coming out about what might happen with Mike Trout. We have no idea or we might have an idea what O'Shaughnessy's going to do. But something that I saw you and I talked about earlier this week, with the Colorado Rockies losing their 100th game this year, your beloved Anaheim Angels are the only team left in the history of Major League Baseball that has never lost 100 games in 65 years of that franchise with only one World Series. Just put a bow on the season, man. And where do you see this thing going with Trout? Now there's this idea out that he wants to take the offseason and have a healthy offseason, get his mind together. Sounds like he might have played his last, swung his last bat in the Angels uniform, man. It's all to me.
12: Well, first of all, whoop freaking do about the
9: $100. <laughs>
12: I mean, that's how you know it's bad. If that's what we're looking at, if that's what we got to be proud of, and if that's what we're excited about, that's how you know it's bad. It's a cool stat. Don't get me wrong. It's a cool stat, but... I don't know. But I don't like how you threw in just the, with only one World Series. It, it felt like you were taking a shot at my team. I, I feel like you should have let Martin answer that question. Because you're in no <laughs> position to take shots at my halo, sir. Because you guys have only made it, what, eight times in 63 seasons with no rings. Yeah. At least we got one. <laughs> guys, at least we got one. So, um, wow. and Trout, Why are you bringing like, up old stuff? With Trout, I know I said earlier we should just keep him because we've had him this long and we should have, you know, if we were going to trade him. We should have did it a couple years back. But I think it's time to reset. Well, I mean, honestly, I really don't think it matters. I feel like until Artie Moreno sells the team, this is just who we're going to be. I honestly mm. believe that. So it doesn't matter if we bring Trout Brackle, Tiny back. Until we get changes in the front office and ownership, excuse me, ownership, then it's just going to be the same thing. And it's, it's sad to say, but I see the Angels being, being one of the bottom teams for probably the next 10 years. Or like I said, however mm. long Artie owns the team. So, but, I mean, hey, if he wants to go and look, you know, look for other places to play, he deserves it. You know, he deserves a chance to compete. I would love to see him in the postseason. And we already know Tani's out of there. It's just a matter of where he's going to go. But – Yeah, man, it's sad to be an Angels fan right
4: now. You know, Demarge, at least you have all the things that you got back in that Otani trade. Oh, wait, they didn't trade him at the deadline (laughs) and held on to him. But, you know, uh, right now, the Atlanta Braves, Spencer Strider and Ronald Acuna both setting records. Strider with 277 strikeouts, Acuna with 73 stolen bases. Uh, Modern-day Braves records, I should say. Is this the team to beat? right now as the playoffs are upon us
12: definitely man with that offense they gotta be we, we haven't seen anything like this this is crazy uh, i think they're like number six or fifth on like most home runs in a season i think for a team i forgot exactly where they were but i think they're like number fifth they got a chance to break the record um but yeah they gotta be And I I said it a couple months back. I don't know if you guys remember, but we were talking about something, and I randomly threw it out there. I was like, hey, is Spencer Strider the best strikeout pitcher in the league? Mm. Um, And I think he he is. That that dude's legit. And it's only his second year in the league, bro. It's scary. And, then they got all their players locked up for the next couple years, all under contract until, like, 2027 or something crazy. So the Braves are going to be around for a minute, and they're definitely going to be a team and a force to be reckoned with for the next couple years. This this lineup is scary. And they got decent. They got good enough pitching, and I'm sure they're going to improve that. As well in the next coming season, so yeah, definitely got to watch out for the Braves,
3: man.
5: Demarjay Moore's MLBbro.com content reporter, good friend of myself, Martin and VJ Martin and VJ Live Fox Sports Radio. Demarjay, how serious should we be taking the Baltimore Orioles going into this postseason, and why?
12: The Orioles are legit. I like their offense. Uh, I think I mentioned it before. The only thing that really concerns me is the starting pitching, and I know they've been good in the regular season. I know that, but just in being young and haven't been in that moment, haven't played meaningful games, you know, they haven't felt that pressure yet. Right. I feel like if they were to get bounced out or if they didn't, you know, make a serious run, that would probably be the reason why. Uh, but as far as the bats, I love the bats. I love the talent of the starting rotation. Not to say that they're not good enough. Obviously, they wouldn't be in the position they are right now. But I feel like that would be the only reason why they don't make a serious run. It would be because of the pitching. But I love the bats. Another team like the Cincinnati Reds, great young team, great farm system. Another team that's going to be a force to be reckoned with for the next couple of years. And definitely a team that uh, uh, everybody has to watch out for in the American League. I
4: was about to say, you don't have any concern about Bautista going to Tommy John? He obviously will be unavailable for this postseason.
12: Nah, nah I think they're okay. Uh, I believe Jack Flaherty, I'm pretty sure they'll bring him back into the rotation come playoff time. Uh, That'll help a little bit. I thought that move would have been more beneficial to them. It didn't really pay dividends like I thought it would. Um, But they should be fine.
4: All right, and let's wrap this up with a team that won't be in the playoffs. Uh, Carlos Rondon, you know, he offered an apology to the pitching coach on Saturday after he turned his back and a mound visit ugly things going on in new york right now both with the new york jets and the new york yankees new york yankees the focus of this question where do they go from here is this tick 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 bloom blow the whole thing up
12: yeah i said it i said it about a month ago Cashman, you gotta go boom mm. you gotta go you know appreciate it thank you you had a good run you got some good wins but like i said sports is a what have you done for me lately type of league and Yankee fans, I know the Yankee fans are not happy. They're not satisfied with this. His championships are nothing with the Yankees. And although you did have a nice little run, you haven't done nothing in the last couple of years. And with Rodon, I don't look too much into that. Uh, I'm pretty sure a lot of it is just him being frustrated with himself, not right. being able to get healthy and get back to where he wanted to be with that back injury. So I feel like that's mainly what it was. Um, yeah, he probably could have reacted better, but in sports are an emotional game, and sports are emotional. So, I don't look too much into that, but they definitely got to make some changes, though, because this is not what this is not what we're used to seeing from the New York Yankees at all, and this is not their standard, and we all know that. So they definitely need to make some serious changes.
4: Well, we don't have any changes to make with you, Demarjay Morris, MLB Bro Content Reporter. Thank you for joining the show, as always. always appreciate, appreciate you that. and your insight, my friend. Thanks a lot. God bless, bro. All right. Sorry, this- this Ole Miss-LSU game, Ole Miss scored a touchdown, went for two. Man, that was a 55-49 game with t- 12 seconds left. LSU with the ball. Jaden Daniels threatening as he goes for a – he scrambled out, had a horse collar penalty by the Ole Miss defense. Right now we're looking at 3-1 and one LSU against 3-1 and one Ole Miss. Both teams ranked in the top 25, 12 seconds left. Ole Miss with a six-point
5: lead. Their season's on the line, L- LSU right here. Ole Miss has scored 15 unanswered. Like, this game, this game should have been over. LSU should have salt this thing away. We're looking at first and
4: 10 from the 16-yard line. Jaden Daniels is about to receive the snap here, and we'll see what happens. But I tell you, this is LSU's been playing on borrowed time regardless. That's a false start on the LSU back left tackle. Who wants to win this game? I'm not sure. But I think when we, when we come back, we'll have the conclusion of it. Martin and VJ,
3: Fox Sports Radio.
4: Martin and VJ coming to you live from the tyrack.com studios. Hit us up on Twitter with your two cents. I'm at Martin Weiss, VJ, the Big Vanilla Funny. Here's a tweet. Did you just say that Justin Fields has been better than Russell this year? Wasn't sure if that was you or your co-host. You do know that Russell's in the top 10 at QBR, right? One of you two said Justin Fields is the best player on the field. Such a trash comment. First of all, QBR's made up, and I don't believe in it. Second of all, Russell Wilson has been balling this season through four, through three games. And I know, look, uh, the, the wins haven't been there, but he has not been big time the problem. And finally, that was not me. That was the big vanilla funny over there.
5: Hell yeah, it was me. And I said it on my chest. And first of all, you need the listening comprehension skills. Cause I didn't say he was the best player. He'd been playing better than Russell Wilson. I said tomorrow, I believe he will be the best player on the field. I didn't say he'd been playing better than Russ. You need to listen better. Sorry, buddy. But we appreciate the comment. We appreciate you listening. But when you're wrong, I gotta let you know you're wrong. I can't let you get away with being wrong. That's not what I said. Russell Wilson has been playing okay. I don't know, I don't know if he's been balling like you guys have been saying. Think he's been playing Russ's okay. I think, think he's been playing okay. Okay, that's fine. You're saying hooping I think just It's okay, but I think tomorrow Justin Fields will be the best player on the field.
4: And with that, let's go into the Atomic Dog.
3: They may be mean, they may be ugly, but it's time to open the cage because these dogs are gonna keep barking if they don't get fed and they're hungry it's time for the atomic dogs
4: so the whole point of this is you're supposed to pick underdogs that we think have a great shot at winning outright like for example old miss was a two and a half point dog go ahead and beat lsu 55 to 49 Jaden <laughs> daniel couldn't figure it out on the last play of the game there after two not one not three with two false starts. That equates to defensive stop in today's SEC, I guess. But without further ado, VJ, who is your first atomic dog?
5: My first atomic dog is I'm going to stick close to the heart, man. They say charity starts at the home when you get paid. Pay yourself first before you pay your bills. That's how you become rich down the line after you start investing some money. So I'm going to invest a little money in my mighty Miami Dolphins tomorrow at the Buffalo Bills, plus two and a half. I think they're going to go win this game. Even though they're 1-12 in their last Week four game straight up. I think that trend's got to break at some point. I think it does tomorrow. They're nine and three against the spread in their last 12 games. Give me the mighty Miami Dolphins to go up to Orchard Park as the underdog and get that dub tomorrow. My first one, and
4: let me just clarify this and preface it. It gives me no. No pleasure in saying this. It's not something I'm gonna be happy about. But you know what? I don't bet on what makes me happy. I bet on what I think is gonna happen. And I think the Tampa Bay Buccaneers <laughs> are going to beat the New Orleans Saints. That all right. Dennis Allen is four and ten against the spread as a favorite. Jameis Winston, you know what his grades are against the favorite uh, as a favorite? Against the spread? Thirty one percent. If you got a thirty one percent on the test, your teacher will pull you to the side and say, Is everything going on okay at home? All right. Uh, three <laughs> Three, <laughs> eleven, 11, and one as a favorite of three and more. Give me Baker Mayfield. Oh, my goodness. It hurts my soul to
5: say it out loud. Give me Baker Mayfield and the Buccaneers to win this one outright. I actually have that one, too, so we agree on that one. My second one, man, is I was impressed by this team. I think Tyler Dragon tried to bring my high down a little bit by talking about the Ravens' injuries. I still just think when you have the best player on the field and some of the other better players on the field at home, you don't let this game slip away. You put this game away. I like what the Colts have tomorrow. It's just a one-point spread for them being the underdog at home against the Rams, a team that just didn't look like they were in sync against a Bengals defense. That's okay. I don't think it's great. I think it's okay to good. But now they got to go on the road after beating – excuse me, go on the road again – after having to go to Cincinnati uh, Thursday night. So now we're going to actually get the Colts. Excuse me, Monday night. They got to go to Indianapolis. Give me the Colts with the spread right here. Coming off of a win last week in Baltimore, I think they come home and I think they grab another one. Give me the Colts as my second underdog right here for the weekend. I'm going to
4: go ahead and take the Baltimore Ravens as a divisional dog. I get that are on the road and I get his land a little bit less than a field goal. Deshaun Watson questionable. What's not questionable is the best game Deshaun Watson. To play it as a Brown was last week. The Tennessee Titans defense completely laid an egg. I don't think the Baltimore Ravens defense does the same, even though, like VJ said earlier, that injury report longer than the CVS receipt. I'm betting on Lamar Jackson. Give me that. Baltimore Ravens went out right.
5: My last one I'll take, man. I'll make it quick. I'm going with the Chicago Bears tomorrow. I'm sticking with Justin Fields. I've been with Justin Fields. I'm not with the Broncos. I'm not with Russ. I'm not with Sean Payton. They're going to start all in four, and all the questions are going to start now that maybe this is the worst coaching job that's ever been done in football history. Mr. Payton, since you wanted to run your mouth when you first got there and started writing checks that your ass hasn't been able to catch lately, give me the Bears to finally get one tomorrow plus three at home for my last dog.
4: Brandon, you know how many games Justin Fields has won outright in his career? Five! <laughs> Five of them! Martin and BJ coming up next. <laughs> and we're broadcasting live from the TireRack.com studios. TireRack.com will help you get there with an unmax selection, fast, free shipping, free road added protection, and over 10,000 recommended installers. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. VJ, let's uh let's take a spin around the world of college football right now. Spencer Rattler drops back, makes a completion on first to 10, Five yards there. It's be second and six, looks like third quarter, nine twenty-four left, Tennessee thirty-one, South Carolina seventeen. Spencer Rattler, even though he has a pick six in this game, has really impressed me this season uh in terms of his ability and the way he's looked at a top quarterback prospect.
5: Yeah, I'm not mad at Spencer Rattler. I loved him in Oklahoma. And things didn't work out there, of course, because they recruited over him and he ended up getting benched for the better player that went on and won the highs. Man, uh for USC last year and Caleb Williams. And it He's just, pretty it's, good player. Yeah, oh yeah, yeah, pretty pretty damn good player to the point is. Daddy's saying that depending upon who got the number one pick, whether my son is coming out or not. But Spencer Rattler has done some good things there. South Carolina, they just don't have the perimeter guys. They just don't have the guys up front on the offense or the defensive side of the ball. They dropped this game. They're looking at two and three. They're already got three losses in the first five games. They can easily finish a six and six uh 7 and 5 type team hopefully get into a bowl but um you know we'll see what it'll be on the next level. I think if he gets the proper coaching and you got a line in front of you to, to you know for you to be able to use the proper coaching like any quarterback in the NFL, I think it could be serviceable at the next uh level but I agree with you. I like the strides he've ta- he's taken. I like the improvement that he's shown since the uh you know the freckle-faced 18-year-old that was highly recruited coming out of high school and you know otherwise up here we have Sam Hartman and his ability to
4: rent a car that's what I was talking to Steve Hartman earlier who yeah. likes to claim Sam Hartman as his family? I would have dumped him after last week. That's me.
3: <laughs> but if,
4: if you're if if you're 24, 25 years old, like maybe you shouldn't be able to qualify for the Heisman. But
5: anyway, well, Chris Winkie won it at age 28.
4: Yeah, but he, he yeah. also <laughs> spent like he three years playing minor league baseball. Yeah. It's just like yeah, you're an adult. You should be better than the college kids at playing football because you're an adult, right?
5: Like you're you're grown. Like, like, you're an adult adult at 28.
4: You're an adult. You're like, growing
5: as hell at 28. I know.
4: I know people at 28 with two kids.
5: Yeah, oh, three or four. Yeah, you know, you, you, you,
4: You're paying taxes, homeowner, brother. Homeowner.
5: <laughs> you know what I'm
4: saying? You're paying the rent. You got a car now. <laughs> got a boat. <laughs> anyway, I did think that Notre Dame. We now we're just talking about this now, so. I won't go ahead and say it with my chest like VJ will make his predictions. But I did think Notre Dame was in trouble tonight against Duke, in part because I think Riley Leonard is a stud. And uh, this Duke team is one that slept on. Right now, Notre Dame with a six-point lead, 13-7, to seven, 254 left in the third quarter as Duke gets a sack on third down, the force fourth, fourth down. Riley Leonard will get the ball back here with about 230 left in the third quarter.
5: Yeah, uh, I thought they could be on upset alert. I still pick Notre Dame to win this game because I think they just have better players and they're better suited for a game like this. It's been low scoring. It's 13-6. We're sitting in the third quarter with 2.33 as the clock is ticking and winding down. But if it comes down to them making a play, I would I would trust Notre Dame to make the play they would need to make over Duke to make the play that they would need to make because Notre Dame has been here. They were just in this situation last week. And they didn't make the play, well, That's they That's the thing. Well, they coughed, they coughed the game up. I thought a lot of that had to do with coaching. I thought some of the coaching play calling and decisions had a lot to do with that. Now, the players are still on the field. The players still have to make the plays. I get all of that. But the coaches are there for a reason also, too, to the fact that you didn't even have 11 guys on the field for the last play. Like, as the coaching staff, you didn't even know that you were a guy short. And not saying they would have stopped them even if they had the 11th guy, but not having the 11th guy – does give you know it raises the probability that Ohio State's gonna score on the draw play that I called and said, Hey, oh, you, I would love to, I would you love think to it'd see it easier a draw. if it was 11 on 11. Yeah, I would <laughs> love to see a draw play right here and they run it right to the short side where probably that 11th guy needed to be. So, but I, I, I still took Notre Dame in this game, but I don't believe them as a national contender. I think that they, they have the SC game coming up that that could be, you know a loss for them also too so we'll see how the rest of this game uh pans out but duke has been very impressive this year shout out to another basketball school playing really well football at this time of year in september not used to seeing this so it's cool for college football
4: they just asked the Affleck trivia question who has more first round picks duke basketball or notre dame football i would say notre dame football my first guess was going to be duke basketball but so we'll see We'll see. I would say but,
5: Notre Dame football,
4: but no, that it's been a trend this season, right? I mean, Kansas lost today, but they went up against Texas, the third-ranked team in the nation. They, but Kansas has been very impressive under Lance Leopold yeah. over the last two seasons. And again, I mean, I, they lost forty to fourteen today, so I'm not trying to paint a, a picture that's inaccurate. But there was a backup quarterback
5: all game today. It was for tough early in that game too. I, they, they, they were hanging there. They had a pick six. It was it was tough earlier in that game, but then of course once again. The better players, the better coaching, the guys that are more prepared, sooner or later in the game, you should eventually take over. Georgia Auburn, we were talking the lead during the break. If you're Auburn, like, what the? There's one guy, there's one guy that's a skill position guy that can run and catch that you should have to worry about who can beat you, and that's Brock Bowers. And you still let a linebacker or a strong safety shadow him across the field on crossing routes. He had two catches and nine yards in the first half. Do what the hell you were doing in the first half. They wouldn't throw the ball to him. Once you decided, okay, we got this guy, we got this Mackey Award winner. Nobody's ever won it twice. You might as well give it to him this year. He's going to be the f- first two-time Mackey Award winner for best tight end uh, in college football. But he just took over that game. But every play I'm watching, I'm like, how in the hell is he the guy open? Like, how is he the guy open of all the guys wearing the Georgia uniform today, that's the guy in the third and fourth quarter that you want to lead open, so you know, we're seeing teams make astronomical mistakes and drop some of these games, which Notre Dame possibly can do here. We watched LSU up here as they got finished off 55-49 to I believe the final was, but you know, Brian Kelly, hello, you give up 700 yards, eh, that's, that's a problem. You just got knocked out of the college football playoff because your defense gave up 55 points, to Ole Miss. And let's not act like Ole Miss is, and Lane Kiffin has been world beater since he's been down there. To the point, this is Lane Kiffin's biggest win. Easily. Since he's been at Easily. Ole
4: Easily. To knock off the 13th-ranked team in LSU. And I'm doing this on top of my head, so in case somebody else is, that I can't think of, there you go, Duke 52 first-round picks, Notre Dame 45. Wow. How about that? There you Maybe go. Martin Weiss
5: with the win. Got the now, win. You got that
4: one? <laughs> nah, but uh, to, to – To the point of this game, I was thinking about this Notre Dame team and going back to the LSU, kind of juxtaposed it, too. LSU had two false starts in this game, which equated to the biggest defensive stop that Ole Miss had 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 in this game. You think about last week, Notre Dame, unable to execute down the stretch. There was two or three plays where they had less than 11 guys on the field. And uh, I think back to Duke Clemson, where every step of the way that game, that was a Friday night game, I believe. Every step of the way... Duke made moves where it was like, oh, Mike Elko's on top of this. Mm-hmm. And it was like, every, now I get the story was, let's everybody make fun of Dabo Sweeney because that's, you know, everybody's, it's everybody's, it's one of the internet pastimes to poke fun at Dabo and his program it made makes it in, easy. Well, you know, his program is made in the name, in image, and likeness of God, you know, as opposed to everybody else who's getting paid. B-Y-O-G, bring
5: your own guts. Yeah. Bring your own guts.
4: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So there, BYOG game, but you know, so it, it felt more like a a Clemson uh, a funeral, for lack of a better term, than a Duke celebration that night. Duke wins this; they're going to be talked about in a different way. Yeah. Question, just back to Clemson. Look they, at that, they We're real quick. Able, no nine nine penalties for forty five yards for Notre Dame at the, at the start of the fourth quarter.
5: Wow. I wonder about That's this discipline. team. Yeah, yeah. Discipline means a lot, but but just with Clemson and dabble for a minute is. Is is Dabo that guy? Is he really that great of a coach? Or was it just nice to have a six-year run with Trevor Lawrence and Deshaun Watson pretty much carrying your team? And they had other great players, too. But when you got back-to-back recruits like that, pretty much carrying your, your your program to two national championships, and then once you lose those guys, you go and you recruit another five-star kid, but he didn't work out. He's already transferred. I don't know if the quarterback there right now is it was even better than what DJ's playing this year. He and played DJ better got than it.
4: DJ he played Clubnick played better than DJ in, spur, like in spurts, like the Spurs last yeah, year yeah, yeah, of course. when he got the opportunity to the point but this season I'm, I'm with you.
5: Yeah, I I watch DJ and you guys know I've banged on the kid enough but I always say I'm a gentleman who can change my mind when I receive and see new information. DJ's playing very well for Oregon State this year. Sometimes it takes certain players a little longer for the light to go on and for the light to click. And he's got a really good defense. Martin loves Oregon State this year. I still think that they got some trap games and some L's coming up. But great win against Utah, man. I know somebody Knocked was talking two about... two quarterbacks in that game. Yeah, I I know a lot of somebody here at, they used to engineer this great show that does a lot of Detroit stuff was talking about how Dion Coach Prime, was going to get curb stomped after the TCU game. Yeah, to beat TCU just to get curb stomped by utah well utah's not curb stomping nobody right now because they're sitting with a an L, and it looks like they might have more coming if they don't take care of the quarterback position. but with dabo and you is there something there you know you you had trevor and deshaun for six straight years and now it's you know it's kind of you look not so average do but you, do you remember when he
4: beat saban right yeah. and then saban came out and was complaining about the the way that they let linemen down the field, and You're I'll, talking
5: about the Deshaun one, yes, okay.
4: And he says, "Look, if this is the way that we want to call the game, then this is the way we'll play the game, mm-hmm. right?" And so, what I I bring that up because right now we see an Alabama team that is in a transitional period as they just give up a touchdown to Mississippi State, mm-hmm. seventeen to nine, Mississippi State extra point pending for the uh, for the Bulldogs. There, we see a team in transition because you had. Uh, now, I'm going to mess the order up, but you had Tua, Jalen Hurts, Mac Jones, and then Bryce Young, right? Tua so, and Jalen Hurts being out there at the same switch time. Jalen and Tua. Okay, Jalen, yeah, there you go. Jalen, Jalen Hurts, the first, yep, switched, and then yep, Tua and came in. Rest, in uh, yep. Yeah, okay, so yep. boom, there you go. Regardless, four quarterbacks <laughs> taken in the first 64 picks of the
5: NFL draft, right? Now you got Jalen Milrow and Ty Buckner and Ty Simpson, right? All played for national championships, too. Just like those four quarterbacks, all played for national championships. You've got to now, you don't have
4: that A1 king of the hill talent at quarterback. But like I told you, I've told you for the last few weeks. We don't need Jalen Milro to be a first round pick. No. We just need or let's just say we. Nick Saban just needs You did say
5: we though. But I'm speaking, you did say we I'm speaking
4: I'm speaking from the preference of the Alabama, from the reference of the Alabama program. Because you've had all these guys come out and be the guy. Like Mac Jones was a top fifteen pick and he was and Jalen Hurst, second round pick. You know, to a lottery pick. Number five overall, you know, Bryce Young, first overall, overall pick. Yeah. Okay. So very similar to Deshaun. And Trevor, right? Yeah. Very similar to that. Dabo never reinvented himself. Right now Alabama's coming out in twelve personnel, run running back, two tight ends, thirteen personnel, three tight ends on the field, and say, you know what? We'll we'll throw it every so often. No pass attempts in the first quarter
5: today for Milrow. No, just
4: handoff. They're calling a different <laughs> game than they used to. Yeah. It seems to me that Clemson is calling the exact same game that has always mm, been called. Yeah. And like you bring in Garrett Riley to call your co- offense, and it's like, no, no, no. You're calling the Clemson offense. As just, you're just going to be the you're offensive Georgia, coordinator yeah, yeah. as opposed to you coming in here and putting our players in the best position to succeed.
5: when well, they're just turning a hand in the Shipley. I think they're giving the ball to Shipley way too well, much and not using their other weapons. The other thing about it, you watch
4: college football, I know you have the volume
5: up probably more than I
4: do, right? Because I'm good to watch a game with no sound. Yeah, and no, I need the sound. How many times do you hear Oh, Five-yard run by such-and-such, such, who transferred from this place. Yeah, 15-yard <laughs> catch from such-and-such, such, oh, who transferred yeah. from there. Transfers Today, kid from- Ray Davis almost had 300 yards for Kentucky rushing. Last year,
5: he didn't play for Kentucky. Nope. He played for Vanderbilt. You know what man, I'm he's a senior. Right? He's so- a senior. He's a veteran kid. There you go. We're yeah. looking at Spencer
4: Rattler, another transfer, but it's just transfer. Sam Hartman, another transfer. Transfer. You name me the big get that Dabo's got gotten the transfer portal.
5: Caleb Williams
4: transfer. You name me. The last few Heisman winners have been transferred. Shadir Sanders transfer. Yeah. Joe Burrow transfer. <laughs> Kyle <laughs> Murray yeah. transfer.
5: Baker Mayfield transfer. Justin Fields transfer. Justin Fields transfer. Mm. Right, it's beautiful, isn't it, man? Isn't well, just,
4: it? Well, uh, not if you're Dabo Sweeney, because you're like, <laughs> hey, man, how come no one wants to transfer over here? Maybe people South don't Carolina's go play lovely for him. in the
5: fall. Mm. Maybe people don't want to go play for him, man. You know. It, he's a like I said, it just feel just the feeling of it. I'm watching this teams play, and it's like, man, boy, were you lucky that you had Deshaun Watson and Trevor Lawrence for six straight years, quarterbacks that can go get it for you. By Deshaun Watson in back to back years, had a total of 500 plus yards in back to back years against Alabama, and back to back years, he had over 100 rushing, and he had three and some change passing. And back-to-back years against Alabama, nobody does that to Nick Saban in Alabama. He did it twice, and then especially beat in that era, and yeah. And then and he beat him. Trevor Lawrence, guess what he? Guess who he beat? He beat Alabama for a national championship. Like he, these quarterbacks, you gotta have a veteran quarterback or just a super stud. He didn't have that anymore, and I think that when you don't have that. You have to reinvent yourself and be able to still coach and win games, as we see Saban and this offensive crew is attempting to do. But I've mentioned this about Saban over the last decade. There were years they were defense dominated, and there were years they were offense dominated. Whatever side they were gonna dominate on, that's the side they, they beat LSU in the national championship game twenty one to six or twenty one to three or twenty, but it was it was like seven or six to nothing for most. It was all defense. They lost to LSU earlier that year on yeah, a Saturday. Nine night. to six. Nine to six. But they rolled the defense. They didn't have star talent. I'm with you. Dabble needs to figure out okay, where are my strengths? But you lose Venables, too, so the defense isn't so good anymore.
4: Well, like I say, I mean, you can go to Alabama to the reform school for Nick Saban failed coaches. You know, that's where probably <laughs> you know secretly Dave Aranda and and uh, Baylor. Oh, I have man. a feeling he may be calling defenses for Alabama next year, mm. uh, as we see Baylor struggle so far this season. But. We'll get into some more NFL talk at the at the start of the next segment. Martin and VJ brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Progressive makes bundling easy and affordable. Get a multi-policy discount by combining your motorcycle, RV, boat, ATV, and more. All your protection in one place. Bundle and save at Progressive.com.
3: Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at FoxSportsRadio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live.
4: Martin and BJ coming to you live from the TireRack.com studios. You can follow us on Twitter and tweet the show. I'm at Martin Weiss. VJ is Big Vanilla Funny, and of course, you can always get us at Fox Sports Radio. We'll be answering your tweets coming up shortly. And uh, football fans, be sure to tune in to Fox Sports Radio every Sunday beginning at 10 a.m. Eastern, 7 a.m. Pacific for Countdown to Kickoff presented by BetMGM. Brian O, Jeff Schwartz, and professional better Bill Krackerberger will have you covered three hours before kickoff every Sunday morning. Listen to Countdown to Kickoff presented by BetMGM right here on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. BJ what is it about you that makes you can't sit still as I read that it's like it's just like it's like a, it's like a like a like a kid just you can't sit still you got ants in your pants
5: no I don't have ants in my pants I have a lot of energy and all six foot three, 285 of me, man. I'm happy. I, I got good energy. I'm excited. You do the read so good. It hype me. And then Lorena is just killing the track since she became our engineer on this show. Like the girl just knows what we don't need. Some of the cool stuff you play, we don't even have to say nothing to you. You take something from the first segment and then tie up a nice song into it. I just got good feelings around her. You know, Martin, I'm sorry I'm not bland and I'm not, you know, uh, what, black coffee. I like a lot of cream and sugar in my car. I'm sorry, man. It's a lot of. A lot of energy. This is what I bring. This is my job. I'm doing my job. You're keeping straight. I'm the wild guy. I'm I'm the loose cannon. I'm the wild card, bro. You know what I'm saying? You're Marcus Burnett. I'm Mike Lowry. You know what I'm saying? You're Marcus Burnett. I'm Mike Lowry, bro. We work. This is what it is. One year, Martin. One year. Look at us. One year. Not us. <laughs> Somehow it's <laughs> not us. It's been a lifetime and a week all at the same time. <laughs> and this is also a great time for me because I just have a birthday. Now the anniversary of our show is a week after my birthday. So th- for from moving forward, this like 10 to 14 day run for me? Ah, oh, come on, man. Come, you don't dance. You don't want to dance when you hear the birthday song by Two Chains. You don't want to bump your shoulders a little bit to that. Come on. No, what makes me want to bump my shoulders is Duke, Duke. running through <laughs>
4: the Notre Dame defense. That's what I'm talking about. First and goal, eight yard carry, eight Golden Domers on his back. Who is that? Matthews? Ooh. This running Ooh. back for. Ooh, look, Ooh. wrap have up. almost gotten to the end wrap zone. Wrap up.
5: Stop trying to strip the ball. Wrap up.
4: This, I'm telling you what, man, Notre Dame has not looked impressive over the last two weeks. At all. I know that it was Ohio State uh, last week that they ended up losing to and I know that there was a ten men on the field debacle for the last two or three or four hell. Who knows? Maybe five plays in the last stretch. But they look, you know what it
5: is VJ, light in the ass. I know. That's your joint right there, man. Also too, just real quick, back to me dancing and part so much, you're the one there who figured go. out how to get the camera going, so now I gotta perform for the camera every Saturday. No, no, you don't. Yeah, I do. You really don't. I do. If I don't, then people will think I'm in here fronting, man. And we know we can't have that, bro. People expect this God from me, Martin. Forbid. People expect this from me, Martin. You don't know because you don't trust me. People expect this out of me. I got to give it to them, dog. Come third
4: on. and goal right now for Riley Leonard and the Blue Two Devils. Nine
5: thirty left in the th- in the fourth quarter. They score right here. Call it. They score. Yes. Okay. I think they got to settle for three. It's third. Third and goal. I think they have to settle for three. I don't know if they punch this in.
4: Well, we'll see. Yeah, here. we'll see. Let's see, Riley fakes the handoff. And that is a wow. easy touchdown open. to number eight right there. Moore with the easy touchdown <laughs> reception, who was I mean, there wasn't a guy within five yards of him. Yeah. Steve is about ten yards away from me. I'll stop doing his job and I'll let him do it. Steve, what's what's going on, my friend?
10: Jordan Moore, four catches, sixty seven yards, and now a touchdown extra point will put Duke ahead of Notre Dame. For the moment it is is 13-13. We have nine seventeen left.
4: In he, you the know, game. Steve, he left the game hurt early in this in the third quarter Jordan Moore did came back in for that touchdown pass.
10: Where is the Irish offense? You could you can't talk enough about what you were talking about with Notre Dame. I mean, I know Duke's not bad, but if you're Notre Dame and they are going to be playing USC in a couple weeks at home that's going to be the big Saturday night game in 2 weeks i just i'm I mean, expecting more and Hartman's yeah. is
5: supposed to be a Heisman was a Heisman candidate and a front runner can't put points on the board. I was about to say you got a quarterback that can
4: run a car out there steve and he's having a he's having a rough <laughs> goal.
10: <laughs> well you can't play northwestern every week <laughs> meanwhile on fs1 14th ranked oklahoma is up 50 to 20 on iowa state mercifully about 3 minutes left in that game tennessee has scored again vols lead 34 17 over South Carolina, early fourth quarter. Alabama's lead is 17-10 at Mississippi State, late in the second quarter. Update, the extra point is good for Duke. 14-13 over the Irish, about nine minutes left in this game. And Washington has scored a touchdown in the first quarter. Extra point will make it 7 nothing at Arizona. The late game in a few minutes starts on FS1 with undefeated in 25th ranked Fresno State hosting Nevada Iowa at home is losing to Michigan State 16-13 Spartans with under 8 minutes to go and apparently nothing like the balls injury you mentioned earlier in the show Tennessee wide receiver Brew McCoy carted off with a gruesome leg injury but nonetheless carted off with a leg injury for Iowa tonight was quarterback Cade McNamara he's been on crutches on the sideline and Iowa's losing at home in the fourth also in progress It's Virginia Tech 28-21 over Pitt in the third quarter. Ole Miss with a win of 55-49 over LSU with two touchdowns in about the last five minutes. Victories for Kentucky and Missouri today. Number 1 Georgia on a touchdown pass with three minutes left. One at Auburn, 27-20. Late in the first half, Auburn was stopped on a fourth and one at Georgia's 12. And late in the second half, Auburn threw an interception from about midfield lost by seven points victories in the top 10 for michigan and texas for penn state and oregon number eight usc won at colorado 48 41 caleb williams six touchdown passes as usc led 48 21 late in the third quarter Raiders quarterback Jimmy Garoppolo will not play tomorrow. He's been in concussion protocol. At golf Ryder Cup, Europe leads the U.S. 10.5 to 5.5 going to the final day in Italy. Baseball, the season ends tomorrow. The Miami Marlins have clinched a wild card berth with a win tonight, 7-3 at Pittsburgh, and that means the Cubs are eliminated. They had lost four straight until tonight's victory, which now means nothing. Atlanta beat Washington. Spencer Strider now 20-5 on the season. Not good for the Reds. They're losing in the ninth. 15-6 at the Cardinals. St. Louis had long checked out of this season. Also in progress, Houston ahead. 1-0 at Arizona in the top of the eighth. Houston clinches a wild card spot with a victory tonight. The Texas Rangers are first in the AL West. The Texas Rangers were in action tonight, and that has just gone final. 6-1 at Seattle. Victory for Texas. That means Seattle cannot win the division. Rangers were a game ahead of Houston in the division to start the night. Tomorrow, all the MLB games will begin at 3 p.m. Eastern time. The postseason begins on Tuesday. By the way, with the Marlins clinching a playoff spot, this from uh, Sportsnet in Canada. They've clinched a playoff spot, and yet their run differential is a minus 53 this season. The record worst is a minus forty-two when the Padres made the playoffs almost twenty years ago. You know, I'm guessing they're not going to be outscored by ten to fifteen tomorrow, but it's not yet final. All the results are not yet in. But this is a Marlins team that, after June first, was twenty-nine and twenty-eight on the season, they and were here left they for are dead, yeah. in the postseason. Those next four weeks of June were great. Update: Alabama has scored. Extra point will make it what twenty-four to ten at Mississippi State. We've still got. A minute to go in the first half there. Back to you. Thanks,
4: Steve. Martin and VJ, coming to you live from the Rack.com studios. Or should I say, Martin and Weejay. Yes. Because we are at a, this is going to be an all-time Weejay moment. See, Lee's looking at me with a question mark on his face. Just in case this is the first time you're hearing us or joining us as Lee the Lab has not produced this show in quite some time, welcome. Uh, I have some nicknames for VJ. One of them. We J. That's right. He calls his teams We. Us. And apparently, he and the Texas Rangers. Yes. Just- Uh, Lorraine wants to play We Are the Champions for some reason.
5: Steve, we did it. I told you guys. We're in the postseason, baby. I got the bottle. It's our anniversary show. I've been telling you guys since May and June. Martin is the blame for this. Martin is the one that got me into baseball, back into baseball this year by telling me I can watch the games for $24.99 a month on the MLB.com app, and that's what I've been doing. And because I'm part of this, man, I belong to the Texas Rangers. I got my Rangers hat. Play it, baby. Yes, <laughs> we did it. <laughs> I'm just hype, man. I get to watch my squad in the postseason this year. Yes, we did it. Bruce, I'm with you, baby. Champions of what exactly? <laughs>
4: well, I'm get to the postseason. So they're the champions of I'm getting, getting yeah to the yeah get into the
5: postseason. Dude, we were bad last year. We lost almost hundred games last year. To turn that around with ninety wins, we're ha- we're a game and a half up on uh the Astros. That's one to nothing in the eighth. I got that one on my computer right here. That's one to nothing in the middle of the eighth. Hopefully the Diamondbacks can get a run or two for me, which will give us the division. But that win right there, that strikeout just put my Texas Rangers and us, which just put us into the postseason. Yes, thank you, Lorraine. I appreciate you. We did it, Bruce it's crazy <laughs> it's crazy you know i imagine that rangers postseason check will be finding you in encino right <laughs> well that's none of y'all business first of all where my extra money comes from i, mean, I need to stay out my financial <laughs> business but first of all don't worry about where my extra money comes from but we us i'm i'm part of it i love it thank you thank you lorraine i appreciate you thank you martin for letting me have that moment we I did mean, it see there
4: you go that now lee you've experienced we jay yeah jay that is yeah. that. That
5: is a prime WeJ moment.
6: I'm a Packers fan. I, I try not to use We. Yeah, I use We all the
5: damn time. We, I'm part of this, man. I give energy <laughs> to my team. I'm part of this. I take this for real. Mar- you haven't been here in a while. Martin knows I hate when I talk up a player and really say it with my chest and they go out and play like crap. I come back in here and get on them. Hey, man, look, man, you're making me look bad. Because I'm in here defending you, man, trying to give you good voodoo and give you good energy, and that's how you going to go play? I got to come in here and face this guy. I got to come in here and face these people, man. Get your stuff together and play better so I don't look dumb. See, you Just wait till next week. Just wait till next week when he's got to come in here and say how he said that Justin Fields is going to be the best player on the field at, uh, tomorrow. Hey, hold on. You give me my credit. I When I'm wrong, I don't bounce around. I don't backtrack. I come in and admit that I'm wrong. I'm just not wrong a lot. That's it's what not matters. my fault. Yeah, I'm not wrong. That's what matters. I'm just not wrong a lot. I'm sorry, guys, that I'm, I don't come in studio aiming to be wrong on national radio. Sorry. VJ Wright, baby. That's because he always thinks he is. <laughs> Listen, what, did, uh, what did Jay
4: Flowers do last week?
5: Zay Flowers, I mean, what? So, okay, Tyree so what, my, Jr. my proclamation, yeah, too. I saw your face you on hear camera, that too, man. Just, just in case anybody didn't, is not an avid <laughs> listener of Martin
4: VJ on the podcast, VJ derailed an entire segment last week <laughs> to go ahead and let us know that according to him, yeah. Vanilla Domus, right? Yeah, yeah Vanilla Damas. There you go. Domus. You saw the hashtag, Vanilla Domus. He says, Tyree Kill, I mean, sorry, Zay, Zay Flowers. Yep. And all three games played, two at that point, three games played total in career,
5: is trending. To be the next Tyreek Hill. But that's within the next 18 to 24 months. I he think said two, in the next two years. He's going to
6: have a, a game or two this season, I think, for sure. Yeah.
5: A game or two this season. But if you go back that, and watch.
6: Tyreek-esque, yeah.
5: Thank you. If you go, and that's and I prefaced it, man. He's not telling the whole story. I went back and watched. You can YouTube anything, guys. I just went back and watched young Tyreek tape where he wasn't putting up these astronomical numbers, but he had these plays where you just put the tape on and watch how a guy can make a guy miss and then punch and go. Good hands. They move him around. Get him off of coverage. So you move him in. Um, motion so they have free release. That's what Baltimore's doing with him. They move him around a lot so he gets free release. He's a smaller guy. So he doesn't want to go up against the 6'1", hundred twenty pound corner. No. That's press coverage all day. Put him in put him in motion so the slot guy or the linebacker, the safety, somebody's got to jump on him. Reverse screens, screens, quick screens. Get him the ball in space and let him do his thing. And I, I, I just, I like the kid a lot, man. Just from the tape I've seen. And I'm like, okay, I just want to let me jump out there before everybody else. If I'm wrong, I'm wrong. But if I'm see, right, that's, that's the difference. But when you I'm, see, but when PJ I'm right, just
4: likes to jump. Like, what, there's no need to jump. Yes, there Why is. Why are you jumping?
5: Because the, the plane's different. flying just fine. No, I, no. I, what I, what I, are you jumping out of it for? I got a good parachute. <laughs> 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 the plane's flying just great, fine. I have We're a parachute. We're cruising at thirty thousand feet. Yeah. But I can say I jumped out of a plane before. You can't. Actually. Oh, have you skydived before? Yes. Okay. Well, then you can say it then. I've actually jumped
4: out of a plane before and done indoor skydiving, which is like turkey bacon. It's not nearly as fun, but it's a safer alternative. I love turkey bacon. Why'd you diss turkey bacon? Because turkey bacon is a disgusting... uh, apparition to what actual bacon is.
5: <laughs> it's not real bacon, that's for sure. But yeah, Lee, I'm a wee guy, man. We've had uh, Tyler Dragon was on two weeks ago. He goes, I like how you keep saying we about your Dolphins, VJ. I'm like, bro, Cause you know if That's if, if Austin Jackson goes down, God forbid,
4: with 15 minutes left in, or 14 minutes left in the second quarter, the big vanilla fund is going to come in play right tackle. <laughs> Put <laughs> tackle.
5: Put me in, coach, right tackle. Let's go, baby. What are we running Next to? Man up. Let's what? do it. Uso, Uso. Uso. What are we running, baby? Am I pass blocking? I'm blocking down. I got you. I got you. He'll never touch you. He'll never touch you. You Guys, remember our necessary roughness. Big mono to the quarterback at the end of the game. He'll never touch you, Mr. Blake. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Let me have fun, Martin. Why are you gonna hear fun police? Woo! Woo! woo. Here comes the fun police. Captain Martin. I guess so. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Here goes some tweets. You could get us at us
4: at Martin Weiss at Big Vanilla Funny. <laughs> How can I become Britney Renner's thirty sixth body? Oh god. More likely than my dysfunctional Raiders winning a Super Bowl anytime soon. That's from T Colkles. Yeah, I don't think either one of those is happening anytime soon, pal. Also, would have major questions about the 35.
5: But I don't know. Yeah, I'm not None even my sure business. you want either one of those to happen, my man. Yeah, back back off that one. None yeah. of my business. Yeah. At Paul Leosi. Yeah. Back off that one right there. At that
4: Martin one. Weiss, at Big Vanilla Funny. They want you to stunt like Wheezy and lead your squads out of the tunnel. Did you see Lil Wayne uh, running out Thursday yeah. night before the Lions Packers game? How do you feel about that? uh real talk i felt if if nothing else he probably should have worn a green shirt he's running out there in his red shirt (laughs) like (laughs) a hot sweater if you're gonna be you know super fan packers you should probably just throw on like a 10 jersey or something right yeah like that's that's you know now my first thought was wow Lil wayne really living up to the little name there yeah He's
5: small. He's, he's, dude. I mean,
4: don't, he, he's small. I've been in the same room with him a few different times and I'm significantly taller than him. Wow. Like, I mean, like the
5: little is earned. I thought it was someone's son that got <laughs> black. I swear I thought, I thought I thought it was somebody's son. I was like, "Oh, ain't that ain't that the cutie." Oh, that's so cute. Hit the little son. I said, "His son's got tattoos on his." Whose son's got tattoos? Oh god, that's Wayne. That's Little Wayne running out of like, come on, man! What did what have you what have you done to get the run out the the tunnel with the okay? Fine, I get it. Hip hop pop culture merging together with sports, but yeah, that was a little wow for the me. The funnier
4: man. part to me was how you saw him run out of gas and then said, "You know what? I'm gonna spin around and get some high fives here because uh, this is this is
5: this is a long way to run." Yeah, 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 because he starts to running and turns around and starts high-fiving. That's why I thought it was somebody's son. Uh, Another tweet here, Mr. Brian Alberts, an avid listener to the show. We appreciate you, homeboy, at Fox Sports Radio, at Big Vanilla Funny. This is Martin Weiss after he loses a five-team parlay, and it's your Kevin James meme. (laughs) So there you go. You started something, man. I just don't understand. You started something, bro. (laughs) It's the clearest thing. It's the clearest sign
4: that I'm getting older. Like, I'm Did you not, watch the show? No, I, I, mean, oh. I knew it was on, but I didn't, I didn't, oh, watch, you didn't watch it. it? Okay. I'm saying it's a clear sign that I'm getting older because like, I used to be in, all, in on all these jokes. Oh, like, There's this okay. thing going on with barbells that people are doing with their private parts. and oh, I'm, I'm like, out of that. I'm I don't good. know nothing about no. that. Like, What are we doing here? No. Like, I don't know what the goal is. I don't know why we're doing like boy math and girl math. Like somehow, I just I
5: the, the internet is passing me by, and I'm not sure how to feel about it. I'm with you on that. There's a lot of. Th- I didn't know. T- I didn't know the dances that when you see girls set their camera up and they back up and they do these these dance. I didn't know that was a TikTok thing. I thought oh, that yep, was some rapper to or they saw it was like some music video. I did not know that TikTok had these dances that you do. So I'm out of the loop with some of the times with social media and some of the, the funny memes everybody's laughing about. And then things I think is funny and that I tune into, other people are like, no, I don't know what that is. I'm like, well, dude, this guy does a dad joke every day. You should follow this guy. He's got 57,000 followers. He does really funny dad jokes. And I'm a dad, and I like telling corny dad jokes to other little kids. So it works for me. It might not work for you know, a guy got doesn't have kids, but... Works for the big vanilla funny. Alabama
4: 31, Mississippi State 10. Jalen Milrow has been electric in this game so far in the first half. Maybe you should have stuck with him the whole time, Nick. All right. He's your
5: Hinden Hilker this year.
4: Duke's got third and four right now, three minutes left in the f- fourth quarter with a one-point lead. This, obviously, Notre Dame has, still has three timeouts, but this first down here would make a major uh, – that change the win probability significantly for Duke. Let's see if they get it, if they ever hike the ball with the running back motioning back into the backfield. Riley Leonard receives the snap, hands it off. And they are stunned in the backfield. They'll be checking a field goal here on fourth and six. When we come back, we'll have the conclusion of that game and some NFL picks. Martin and VJ, Fox Sports Radio.
3: Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live.
0: There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for. Or the perfect table.
3: Wants to throw. He's being chased by Cedric Johnson. Now steps back to the left. Throws toward the back of the end zone. The pass is going to be deflected and incomplete. It's there over. There is no flag. Ole Miss over. has won over LSU, 55 to 49. Wow.
4: Martin and VJ coming to you from the tirerack.com studios. That was your progressive play of the day brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Progressive makes bundling easy and affordable. Get a multi-policy discount by combining motorcycle, RV, boat, ATV, and more. All your production in one place. Bundle and save at progressive.com. Thank you to David Kellum from Learfield for that call. Old Miss upsets LSU as a home dog. There you have it. And right now we're looking live at Duke. Notre Dame, no Sam Hartman has four comebacks. Four and fourth quarter comebacks when his team is trailing. We'll see if he can make this one the fifth one with one minute, 57 seconds left. His team down by one. Marcus Freeman looking on. I don't know. Make sure you count all 11 players on offense, Marcus. We want to make sure you knock that one out of the park this time. But Sam Hartman now third and 12, I believe, with fifth, yeah, third and 10, a buck $1. 57 left. We'll bring in the conclusion of that one in just a second. In the meanwhile, let's see if we can get some NFL picks going. And I promise you, I will update you on this
6: Notre Dame-Duke game. Lead a What's the first game you got for us? Oh, we got Toy Story Fun Day in London tomorrow. I don't know if you guys are going to be tuning in for that or not. We got Falcons at Jags in London, where the Jags are three-point favorites at home.
4: All right, first of all, I just want to make it known I hate London football. I hate the fact that I'm setting an alarm to watch football tomorrow morning. Yep. It's disgusting. Football comes on after church, alright? That's Can we get that straight out and get that in order? First, second order of business, I'm taking the Atlanta Falcons into points. I am not impressed with what I've seen out of the Jacksonville Jaguars so far this year. I don't care if they're at Jacksonville, on the road, London, wherever. There you go.
5: I'm going with Jacksonville on this one because I need Jacksonville once again to be one of those teams to make me look right for talking them big most of the summer, leading into post uh, preseason and to training camp. I still believe in them. It's a long season. They 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 get back on track tomorrow with this win. The Falcons, Desmond Ritter, just not sure if he's the guy there. They're already talking about maybe trading Kyle Pitts. There's some issues going on there in Atlanta.
6: Give me Jacksonville in London to cover fellas I wouldn't be surprised if we see some line movement in this next game because Ian Rappaport reports that there is now optimism that Derek Carr plays tomorrow with his right shoulder injury Mm. as of right now on DraftKings you could get Saints minus three and a half at home versus the Bucs
4: yeah I wouldn't recommend taking it I would take Buccaneers plus three and a half no matter who's playing quarterback right there Uh, Derek Carr Dennis
5: Allen just go look it up against the spread not great Jameis Winston worse uh, I, I might be with Martin on this one. I, I got some, some love for the Saints and some faith in them. But I just don't like the way they look offensively, even when Derek Carr's been in there playing. The Bucs didn't look great, but that Philly defense is just monstrous, that front seven. Jalen Carter is a grown damn man times in 10 in the middle. You can't do nothing if you can't move the middle. Uh, Go ahead and give me the Bucs here to, uh, to, to cover that three and a half, that plus three and a half.
6: On the road down in New Orleans. Guys, we had talked earlier in the show about uh, teams not wanting to be 0-4. Somehow the NFL managed to get another 0-3 team versus another 0-3 team. That being the Vikings at the Panthers. Right now the Vikings are four and a half point favorites on the road at Carolina, what do you guys got?
4: Uh, Four and a half point favorites. I'm going to take the Panthers here to cover, but I'll tell you what, you don't talk about two teams going in the wrong direction. If Minnesota turns the ball over again in a clutch clutch moment, I'm going to lose my mind. This will be
5: the second time in a row I pick the Vikings, and if they blow it again, I'm done, I'm done, I'm done. I love both these quarterbacks, and I've taught both these quarterbacks up big here on the show and any other platform I've been on, so i got to lean one way or another. If B.Y. goes tomorrow, which the word is, is optimistic that he does go tomorrow, it's a home game. The Vikings might be wrong. I might have been wrong on the Vikings this year, and they could be cooked and done, especially if they get the 0-4. I like the 4.5 at home for the Panthers with a pretty good defense, and the Vikings not knowing how to actually call plays. Give me the Panthers to cover this one at home.
6: All right, guys, this I think is the biggest spread of the season so far, that being the Niners at home, 2.2 touchdown favorites versus the Cardinals. Who do you got?
4: I'm taking the Niners. This Cardinals thing has been fun,
5: but uh, 3-0 and against the spread goes to 3-1 this week. 49ers, too many weapons. And they're, on roll, they're on the roll right now. Second best team in the league.
6: <laughs> Lastly, su- Sunday Night Football, Chiefs at Jets. Chiefs, nine-point favorites on the road. Give me the fighting Taylor Swifts. Chiefs. Alright, and that'll do
4: it
3: for me. Martin God and bless. BJ. See ya!
8: Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare.
0: I'm Dioza. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novela, which is a fancy way of saying a a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio, season nine. Love Love at at first first listen. listen.